Yo, well, yeah, my boy. That's on the neighborhood, cuz. Say word. What up? Yo, what's poppin' with y'all lashy asses? Nico in the building, making aunties bat them lashes. Melly with the jelly, making brothers do a double take. Got the hash on deck to be way more than half baked. Love is at war, hit the general, yeah, yeah, yo. Listen to the wisdom, how your love life like, hey, yo. All this in the hour, it'll never be a bore. So welcome, everybody, this is ethnic ish and more. Yo, yo, what's poppin', cuz? Yeah, you gon' still bangin' ducks in 12 and 19, the only season I don't use. But nigga, have you heard ethnic ish and more, cuz? They got more shit on there, cuz. They doing past political shit, nigga. They doing relationship shit. Like, Mark Ali mad at me for cheating no more. Yo, shout to you, yo. Hey, yo, nigga, have you seen Melly Mel's IG? Cuz on neighborhood, she gotta be jelly, cuz jam don't shake like that. And she got the hash on lock, nigga. They on there for an hour, cuz. You better tune in and check that shit out on neighborhood, cuz. Your favorite band's about to play a sold-out show. You got in. Over here. With a friend. And found a spot close enough to see the set list. They're definitely playing your song. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Yo, yo, boy. That's on the neighborhood, cuz. Say word. What up? Yo, what's poppin' with y'all lashy asses? Nico in the building, making aunties bat them lashes. Melly with the jelly, making brothers do a double take. Got the hash on deck to be way more than half-baked. Love is at war, hit the general, yeah, yeah, yo. Listen to the wisdom, how your love life like, hey, yo. All this in the hour, it'll never be a bore. So welcome, everybody, this is ethnic, this is more. As it ain't safe, but when it comes to me, I look at it as it's just home. I'm sorry for the time, time I've been gone. Chill, I've been close by, just watching from afar. Mixed by Ali, call me a loo, nigga with sauce. Lunatic Ali told me I was a god. That's that type of fuel that I had to keep me gone. Gotta tell it from both sides. Long time I've been wise. Everything is pride, rap version and rally fries. Hand the ones with me, no, these ain't regular guys. We all from a place they call dead, but it's alive. Everybody killing us daily, losing their lives. They gon' change the face, but the same rules apply. Dirty gave him the vibe that he wanted to send him goodbye. Listen, how much more will I try? More pressure I apply. Wait, back to St. Louis. And Patrick ain't you, and that's what he said in the class. Joning on him. Dirty left school, came back with it on him. Murph tackled him. Forgot what Sarge did. In school suspension. Catch up in the teacher seat. Dirty said whoever snitched on him, he gon' clap him. It was so funny to me. I was the one laughing. A space over from his seat. I walked right past him. Pointed at him immaturely, joking about his life. Back in those times, wait, I was out of line. Black cloud mind, dark shades over eyes. Feeling detrimental to be feeling like the prize. Watching waves rise on these riverfront times, on these riverfront steps. I've been asking God, why things so fraud? Cut my train of thought and just let it be. Gather my belongings and just head up by 70. My city got a roadblock and me, I got legacy. I brew a lot of things, but I never brew jealousy. Fresh harvest, Christian and longevity. So feel like it should have been conceived in the 70s. My mama gave birth in 88. Say my birth was a sunny summer and me, I took the cake. Listen, 
what I represent. Uh, pure truth this is. And top chef St. Louis rap elements. No road for me to follow. I developed this. Hard and loose, fast soda, rap beverage. The elevator in the arch to me with leverages. If hip hop had a sign, I'm the specimen. I grow to be the one or external deficit. Riverfront times, good times, remember this. Present day time, people don't remember shit. My riverfront times make my mind limitless. I was down bad, looking bad, out my mind, pen and pad, racing time, writing rhymes, I didn't know I needed that, devil tried to count me out, Jesus interceded that, now I'm on the winning team, now I got my wings back, look mama, I be the star, haters see me from afar, wishing on the little star, singing in the NDR, rock my boat, I stay afloat, I'm a cop of in my car, you like how I'm vibing, now please do not get to robbing, on uh, Ricky Rouse, I be the boss, wanna know the secret sauce, gotta eat that any cost, count your blessings, not your B.A.M. by any means, waiting for the dream team Elohim, he be the king, Elohim, he is supreme I can't do no pussy, me just, I can't do no drama neither Follow me, I be the teacher, they confused cause I be preaching Judging me like they so holy, judging pop that like they know me Keep your fake love and your fake vibes, well nigga, you don't know me Trying to stop me, you can't hold me, I'm a real one, I'm an OG Always bringing up the old me, balling hard like I'm Ginobili Never been fugazi, off my ass, I can't be lazy uh, Nigga tried to play me, tried to trap me with the baby That's my biggest blessing, yes Learning from my lessons, yes On the rise, I'm guessing, yes Niggas steady testing, yes I can't say no hoe, bro Put that on the hood, folks Now I got my mojo I told you I'm a fucking blow Tupac with the nose ring Nate with the nose bleed That go for any pussy Fake hoe who tried to try me On me and that hockey On me where they jacking On me I've been popping like popping like it and drop I used to pray like this for times like this But I had to show my ass was fucked up shit Cause a nigga would always try to play me like I'm a bitch Ask my ex nigga about me I don't be going for that shit I'm a pro with that shit Fuck along in the shit And since you wanna be a pussy I'm a dog in this bitch Cut the nigga out quick And if I had me a dick I'd rock out with my cock out While you choke on the tip They say I'm rapping like I'm Andre And Miss Missy Fuck giving me the D I need the licky licky It's going down in the DMs Bet your nigga feel me And if you rockin' to my shit I hope you feel me, feel me Now what we do to get here And if he trippin' Keep it pippin' sis Fuck with that boy And in my feelings, fuck the round got a charge So fuck a nigga long that knock behind bars Now I saw I'm a country girl And I'm rapping my hood And I wish you nigga would A country girl And I'm rapping my hood And I wish you nigga would Nigga. Uh. Uh. Shout out to T Mac. She got the baby hands right. Uh. Shout out 
teamed up with attorney Roderick White to pay your bills. Paying the bills. Pay my bills. Pay my bills. One lucky winner will get their bills paid up to $500 each month. You gotta pay the bill. Wanna win this money? Wanna win this money? Just by logging on to 963thelude.fm and registering to win, we're paying your bills this and every month with attorney Roderick White and 963thelude.fm. Turn up, turn up, and turn it on up. We back on another episode of Ethnic Issue More, episode number 98, Bridging the Gap. Y'all, we're going to find out why we call the episode that a little bit later, a little more into the show. I hope all y'all ashy asses is doing wonderful and okay. fine. Yeah, I'm bring us all on the screen, y'all. <laughs> Roderick was kicking it for us. Give him a little more air time. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Attorney Roderick White and the law offices of Attorney Roderick C. White, sponsor of the Ethnic Issue More Show. Uh, if y'all want to sponsor the show, hit me up. Uh, rich people. Uh, <laughs> y'all want to donate some money? You like rich niggas? I like rich people. Yeah. So, therefore, in conclusion, why not help us out? Uh, help us help you. Like we do good promos. You want? I can do a TikTok video. I do. I do you got some music? I skate the videos. Like I do whatever you want. I'm multifaceted. Negro. You do whatever they want. Yeah, I ain't that strange. No I time. mean, you said whatever. I'm just trying now, to see what does that mean. If it could cover my student loan, if it could cover my student loan balance in full, my standards get pretty low. I'm not gonna lie. My student loan balance in full. Like, as in one wop, one payment. And then you just be out here doing whatever. That time. It depends. It's got to be. Yeah. I'm going to ponder the thought. We'll Boom, if you're listening. And I don't know how strange the things are getting. I, I don't mean, know. I mean, because I feel like. It's, it's, I do like got a, a limit. I do got a limit now because I ain't going to. But I, I feel like if it's a six figure bill, what limit can you really I have? I mean, it, it, it don't depend on. on I gotta, we got to. We would have to talk. Okay, we'll talk. Me and the individual would have to talk. Have to sit down and map this out. But I ain't going to. As long as it don't mess up my integrity. Um, do I have to do it in public? For six figures. We're going to record it. We're going to record it. I'm okay with that. I'm going to record it. Is you going to like, do I got to get like Hitman Hollow? Like, y'all going to close friends me <laughs> and put my shit out like that? That video. Like, I don't want nobody put me out like now, but for six figures, cut my student loan. If you want to put it out, I need a, I need at least a six figure balance to put something oh, in my pocket shit. as well. Um, it can't just take off. You broke balance. it? Pretty much the address to the places. I ain't mad. I, I just got here. Um, <laughs> you just I, got I, I just got here. I ain't even here. Low key is crazy. I text him like I'm like, bro, I'm finna be late. I ain't leave North County until seven thirty. And I pulled up. I'm like, damn, why be everybody oh, come it. find out? I'm texting him. His ass. I was the reason why he woke up. And I text him like, I'm, I'm coming. I he swear was like, to God. she said she gonna be late. I'm like, oh, shit, if I still be there, everybody. And I thought I was gonna be late. <laughs> I'm pretty much doing good. You I showed up three minutes before eight o'clock, so uh, I'm gonna give myself. Thank y'all for that. Um, I appreciate that. All that type of support, man. As always, it's your boy Nico the Great, and I got two other wonderful people that I get to kick with weekly. Oh, it would be me, Big Jizz, your motherfucking favorite everything. Hey, uh, it's the past master. Uh, Granny, you've been replaced. I'm looking for an auntie now. What? Shout out what to the aunties. That? Shout out to the aunties, because aunties lit. Just a random auntie, auntie or a rich auntie? Um, 
can you cover my studio loan? You need to loan. Baby, you don't get that damn loan deferred. No, nah, man. See, well, see, this one fucked me up. What? I had it deferred a lot of times. When I went to college, my parents, one, I was the first one okay. outside of my brother. That dude. But we, we got the same daddy, but we don't have the same mom, so I didn't grow up with him like that. Mm-hmm. And we was cool, but for somebody who is, I don't know if he's obtained yet, but I know he got his master. If he ain't, he should have his doctorate already or close oh. to getting it. But like, I ain't get no type of financial aid education as far as going to school. Oh. My mom, so I was the test dummy with my parents. So my first school, Robert Morris, cost so much. My daddy was signing private loans and shit. And I knew nothing about what I'm doing. All I did was the FAFSA shit that I knew I could take care of. I ain't doing none of that shit hey, with my uh, son. The cord, the cord for Look. this phone, just move it off of that mic. No, 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 no. no this one? Yeah, Jizz's cord. It's not my cord. Got, you guys, this is y'all's. That's not mine. In the wall? That's not mine. Oh, it was I there when that I got it. I thought one that come with the computer. I'm not mad. <laughs> Y'all, Jizz be charging her uh, phone with her computer. Why I don't would blame you do that? I don't blame you, though, because I use my, my it Apple charge Block. It charges fast. No, my Apple Block, when I put my actual charger in there, my phone goes it charges in like 30 minutes. minutes. Yeah, so it's kind of special. But man, that look. phone is disrespectful. They don't. Oh, yeah, yeah, we, we, can't, we can't. We can't. They told us. Oh, I'll talk about my people Android with Android. Whole, ta- whole, whole table. Whole table dinner right there. Damn. Whole my table phone got a is really. Well, I, low key, I ain't going to say because iPhone be heavy as hell sometimes. Hey, but I always said if I was in a, a battle with nothing on me, but an iPhone, I'm going to win. Because I'm going to just run. I'm gonna chuck that motherfucker <laughs> right at your forehead. And I guarantee you, if it hit you, that shit gonna break yeah. some skin. Yeah. Especially oh, yeah. when you get one of them older iPhones when they was heavy as hell. Yeah. You got the big old, uh, damn near, uh, look like a um, Sega cartridge charger and shit. Right. Had that long ass charger. I hated that motherfucker, but shout out to Apple, I guess. No, oh, fuck y'all. Y'all ain't give me nothing for free. I paid for all my money. They not. Thanks. So y'all wanna, uh, they don't give shit. We talk about sponsorships. I did get a free replacement case. For my AirPods. Well, if y'all come out with free. Okay, well, I mean, you said they ain't got no free, no. Uh, we want to clap it up for our wonderful. No, we're going to clap it up for other people. Y'all get the special effects when you're in the building. I got a DJ in the back, y'all. He don't show up on camera, but he do his thing. Um, his name is DJ Nico the Green, because it's my podcast. <laughs> I added that to my bio. Once I used this one time, I said, I'm a DJ. I'm a DJ, I'm an executive producer, uh, I'm a director. That's how you do yeah. it. All you gotta do is do it one time. One time. Listen, At that point, it's on there. So You I should know. see my resume. I'm everything but God on that mug. Listen. Everything so but. I said that one time, one night, so I almost put that on there. What? It's another day for another story. <laughs> oh! We're not going to go there, y'all. But we got two pain. wonderful, wonderful women in the building. We have Chrissy Lane and Angie Burris of Bridging the Gap. How are y'all doing? Yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah, so you don't got to worry about that one oh, okay. because the sound come through there. Okay. But the main one, yeah. How y'all doing this wonderful evening? I'm glad y'all in the building with us. Get to talk about some great stuff. Right. Some, some mental health things. Y'all so soft and gentle with them. Why y'all don't be soft and gentle with me? That, y'all voice changing everything. Shut that up. Voice changing. I'm a motherfucking thug. I'm a thug. Like you hella aggressive today. It's like you normally aggressive and we like, oh that's just Jizz. That she's just aggressive. And so we we tired. Shit, we 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 here. Yeah, exactly. You the only one that brought a bottle. Yeah. Well, I got a drink. Thank you. 
Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, we talk. Yeah, we talk about. Yeah, Yell out everybody name. You think yeah. he mad the whole time, but he's actually in a great mood. I don't want to be that nigga tonight. Okay, y'all. From now on, I gotta talk in like either a monotone <laughs> or I gotta be like I can't switch levels. I gotta be either turn up, Nico. I just asked the question. Nico, that's a little sleepy. Or no, I'm sorry, I don't mean it. Oh, thank treat you. me any kind of way. Go ahead. Nah, we treat you wonderful. We treat you wonderful. I think y'all treat. I think I treat you very swell. But, y'all, before we get to divest ourselves a little further into the conversation today, I got two more of these wonderful numerology corners, and y'all, I get to stop looking them up. And after that, you need to figure out your own numbers and guru. Hey, hold on, hold that. on. Before you get to that number, numerology corner, can you shout out last week's guest? Mm. Oh, I guess I can. Yeah. Shout out my wonderful boo thing, my tenderoni, and the one that said she slapped on. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, she does that often. I'll be having to tell her chill out. Yeah, she be, every time I walk out the door, it's like she think I got like this fanfare of people. I'm like, I don't nobody want me but your ass. But I appreciate her. We had a very, very turnt up weekend. Indeed. We had a turnt up episode. Indeed. We was all in here drunk as hell, having Damn. a blast, flaming light skinned people the whole night. A uh, whole night. Yeah, they was fun. They was they got mad. Hey. Yeah, it was like a okay. tit for tat thing. Yeah. That was my first time. I, I mean, I knew Keisha and Danielle. Who? Angela. <laughs> no. Oh, I'm sorry. Andrew. I'm like, what is that noise? Like Angela Yee phone at eight o'clock on the Breakfast Club because she sent her alarm to go pay her meter. Yeah. Well, I don't know. My phone don't do that. I'm not gonna say nothing. Thank you, Steve, Mr. Jobs, because uh, I don't know who make Android. That was tough. Yeah, wow, that was rude. I mean, that was an Android thing. Everybody yeah. else is using yeah. phone. It so. run. So anyway, so you had an amazing weekend. We had an amazing weekend. For your boo's birthday. We both went to Las Vegas for the first time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. First of all, y'all, nobody told me I was going to walk that much. Oh, yeah. There's nothing else to do but walk. What else are you going to do in Vegas? But I calculated my walk. That's what made it worse. I took over 93,000 steps in four days, which came out to 45 miles. That's about right. Yeah. Yeah. Within, the crazy part is, to do 45 miles in a... I didn't, it's not like I walk from the end to the end and back. Mm-hmm. And That's just walking through the casino. The worst, Easy. Low key. Easy. I've never, I was so tired of walking. It was just like, and, I, and I'm one of the people, I don't care about walking, like walking around, I'm seeing shit. It was time. just, I had no more energy. It was like, damn, I don't know if I can walk. <laughs> that last day, I said, hey, we ain't walking a motherfucking place, yo. Unless I'm walking from building to building that's next mm-hmm. to each other, we finna take this lift. I took a lift from my hotel. Five minutes down the goddamn street. I was done. And I still managed to get 33,000 steps that day. Mm. Like, it was crazy. We was drunk as hell. Shout out to the Conrad Hotel. They gave us a little free complimentary upgrade when we got there. Strip view, which I don't know what the other one would have been like because it was both popping on each side, but I'll take it. It was wonderful. She Um, enjoyed her birthday, though. Yeah, she had a blast. It was cool. We had some champagne gummy bears in the room. Mm. 
Like they, first of all, they, was they come in a box. So it was like a little, like a plexiglass container. Uh huh. And the little tray, you know, I've been to hotels. I got the tray set up, different things you can take. But the way this was set up, you pull it off, you got thirty seconds to put it back on there, or it charges your card. Oh wow. That the hotel has, and it tells you like, once you pick it up. <laughs> Clearly, it was some type of sensor uh-huh. in the thing that could feel the weight difference. So it says, once you pick it up, you have 30 it's seconds yours. to put it back. And it was yours. But it had full stock liquor. Like, blah, what blew me. I wanted to look at the liquor. And I'm like, in case I feel fancy, just want to take it out. They had a damn pint of Patron for $68. You could kiss my motherfucking ass. $68 for and yeah. I, honestly, I think it was it a half price. Yeah, it, it, that's what you're paying for. I walked down the street. But you didn't want to walk no more. <laughs> your feet was tired. Over sixty-eight dollars, I would. Yeah. I'm cheap. Yeah. Right. I'm a cheap nigga. Sixty-eight dollars right. just didn't come. Just I'm like, listen, yeah. you pay a little bit over for a bigger bottle. I get it. Me and you gonna kill this big bottle. We could be drunk. But a damn, and I think it was honestly a half price. Yeah. Like it was small. They had like this little bitty. Wine bottle this big, it was like forty eight dollars. I'm like, boy, I go get fifteen bottles of soda home and be in here. Not a fuck out. You got me messed up. Fuck. Hey, listen, soda home got me through college. Shout out to soda home. If y'all looking to sponsor somebody, oh my goodness, I'll take it too. They ain't got to drink the wine. I drink it. I ain't bougie. Enough of you fools. I don't have no fancy palate. We also I, had another amazing weekend. Um, another amazing weekend. Yeah, I had an amazing weekend. I ain't getting not a lick of sleep. Got a chance to go down to Houston, Texas. Shout out to Houston, Texas. Uh, and uh, got a chance to see, you know, Houston. And while I was down there, I just happened to be a graduate of Prairie View A&M Woo-hoo! University. Hey, so, so, and, uh, it was, it was a, overall a dope weekend. Got a chance to go to the Turkey Leg. How was that? So, first of all, the line. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. The line is ridiculous, but it moved. Like okay. it, it wasn't like I was sitting in one spot for like two hours. Okay. The line moved. The food was fire. Like I, I know, I know. B. Ken was like he expected a little bit more. I ain't no chef, so Sorry. I'm a fat nigga. I just was glad the food was good, and, and I it was worth what I paid. Good. Uh, you know, and I mean, like I had a whole turkey leg, big ass turkey leg dipped in buffalo sauce. They had a whole bunch of different spice, like, like a big hot wing. A big hot wing. That's exactly what it was. Look, I'm, I'm like, like healthier hot wing because it's turkey meat. Oh, like, that God, that shit was fire. And they had like lemon pepper. They had buffalo lemon pepper. They, had, I was like, you put buffalo and lemon pepper at the same damn time. That's really good. Yeah. Wings, yeah. Oh, it's fire. Like they had, they had it all. And, and the the turkey leg hut is a vibe. So you in there and it's music playing the mm-hmm. whole time. Like I don't know if it's a DJ, but it's so you got people with hookah. You got drinks oh, and I serve I serve her happened to be from Columbia, Missouri. You don't like hookah. It was just it was just a whole vibe. Like and shout out to the fact in Houston it was graduation for everybody. So Prairie View Sister out. School uh Texas Southern University Ooh. had their graduation and shout out to uh Megan Pete. I would have left my graduation. That's right. That's right. Yes uh Shout out to Megan P. I can I can I can gloat and be happy about it now because I can't do it at home because she'll hurt me. Um, you know you gotta go back there though, right? <laughs> like you live by the there. time by the time I get there, she would have forgot. It, 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 you know it'll be over. Twice I tried to warn them. So uh, shout out to Megan for graduating. Like you, don't live. you know. Uh, Damn, I Oh my god! And she and she walked in graduation too. Like she didn't do like the like the professional thing. Like let me let me 
virtually in like she want protesting but she was still popping it like she had a chance she would pop in the class if she could yeah. that's why that's hella with. dope yeah. that's hella cause dope. she definitely had every reason to be like fuck this shit at this yeah. point think about the nigga who yeah. was messing with her on campus before she became who she was Man. I'd be sick every time I see her, I'd just be throwing up in the toilet <laughs> Cause he probably fucked up. You know yeah. he did. He yeah, fucked he up. That. I you can't say did. she. Every sometimes people have that ain't shit moment. I just feel like the nigga messed it up. He did. It's always y'all. But go ahead with the story. Well, anyway, on that note, he but audacity, right? The actuality. No, nah, I got some stories now. Yeah, we got stories about this. Too. Yeah, clearly. Say tyrant. Tyrant. Rest in peace, Steve McNair, because of a tyrant. We ain't gonna say nothing about that though. He definitely got shot. Yeah. Wait a minute. The lady said Hennessy smothered. Wow. Wow. I would have had a tear like Denzel and Glory. I swear to God. That shit would have just dripped down and into they, the Hennessy. They had a they, they had to cook that shit with the, the skirts ju- of Jesus' garments. Right. Like it what? Literally everything on the menu looked fire. They people have, they had a whole crawfish boil that you could get. All type of all stuff. Type of uh, yeah. See, now so my, so my wife got turkey legs my wife got a Cajun yeah. bowl. She got yeah. You can get your turkey leg stuff, but my wife got a Cajun bowl. It was half crawfish mac and cheese, dirty rice, covered in turkey and catfish fillets, and it was all on the thing. I got a picture of it. I'll show it to you. I I, these fillets. I want to eat it. Fuck a picture. I just want right. to eat it. I, I mean, when they visualize it, you know how like you know when you go to a place like this and they, they told you about all that, they expect that the uh, the wait gonna be super long. Once we placed our order, our drink came in like two three minutes. Food wasn't there. The music get you vibing, folks singing and shit. It was like it was beautiful. And then on top of that, let's say like you you in a rush, you can't you can't wait for two hours or something. Or you ain't trying to chill that long. They got a whole food truck across the street. Oh, that you can just go. that you can just go to the food oh, okay. truck and get what you get what you can from over there. It's a turkey leg. Yeah, turkey leg hut food food truck. That's a hustle, like bro. Man, you ain't trying to stay here. You ain't trying to come in the building. So, but is that the place where they had all them rules and shit? They got put in place a couple. Yeah, like yeah, a year yeah. Because so it, it, it don't get me wrong. It's a it's a straight vibe, but it's like what the owner is dealing with is trying to keep a black owned business in the third ward. With gentrification coming, you got gentrification happening all around, and you got the 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 new inhabitants coming in, calling, and, oh, well, they this and they that. So he like, well, if I gotta set certain ground rules to keep my thing going, but yeah, I mean, I don't need you shaking your ass over my turkey leg anyway. Exactly, and, and you know what? What's what's crazy about it is that the space is a perfect space for just a chill set, like. We went on a Friday afternoon, and it was nothing but people that are enjoying just each other. That's like the drink, oh my god! I had a they had, I had a drink called a peach fuzz. It was a it was a slushy made with crown peach. Man, when I say I'm like this drink is great, and we sitting there the little the little uh, the waitress, she she said something to me and she was like. She's like, where y'all from? We're like, we're from St. Louis. She's like, oh, I'm from Como. First of all, Why ma'am, how the hell did you get from Como to Houston? <laughs> to anybody been in Missouri, you know where Como is. Yeah. Like, I'm like, you a local, like, a big local. Okay, that's how you know you people been around Jeff and all the area because unless you've been out there, I would have never known where Como was. Exactly. I didn't know to call it Como. Right. And that's so it. she, 
She was and she was cute too. Like she was like, and she a college student. Like and she was like, she said she was like, uh, she went to school in Como, and she, the first chance she could get, she she go to Texas Southern. I said, hey man, yeah, shout Mizzou out to you. Too. I'm pretty shout, sure, yeah, she, went, she probably went to Mizzou or Stevens, you know, one of them schools. Had to get the hell out of that. Yeah, probably. If she would have said Mizzou, most people would say that. So. That's what's up, though. But man, it, it it was it was a great weekend, man. And shout out to Sis because I know hers is coming up. Yeah, man. this weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I tell you this. Once you get that third degree, even though I I was happy to walk across the stage at PV, I ain't walking no more. I ain't writing out yeah. one more paper. Yeah, she going soon as this graduation. She going right. I mean, I don't know how long is the gap, but she going right to do her doctorate and yeah, get that shit I'm out. Good. I'm Once you start flowing, you flowing though. Yeah, but it was like it was like fifteen pages of questions. She had to write it out into some type of essay. But she did that shit fast that. as hell. We was in there working in the office before I knew it. She was like, "Yeah, uh, I'm done." I'm like, "Well, I ain't been doing this shit for three days. I'd have quit. That'd be my last assignment. I'd have straight dropped out the whole program because I don't got time to be writing a thirty page paper." <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't gonna lie. I they uh, before they. Gave the masters, uh, or before they conferred our masters, they uh, conferred four doctorates at uh, PV, and it was kind of dope. Like it was a black dude got up there, got his doctorate in education, and it was like presenting doctors. And I was like, man, this shit kind of dope. I but I just, uh, I just can't do it. I, it's not in me. Like that guy's a principal already. I ain't really trying to be a principal, so I was like, yeah, I'm cool. See, and that's her. She got her like certification to be yeah. a principal, so that's something she wants to be. I, I'll be an assistant, but I definitely don't want no building of my own. I'm not going to go to school, let alone try to get three goddamn degrees. My, my wall ornament of a degree right now. <laughs> Shout out to D. Lincoln University of Missouri. Uh, it's the cutest thing on the wall. I don't apply it, but it was cool. That I did apply it. They just ain't paid me worth shit to use it. That's always the case, too. I went and got a job. I ain't need no degree at the time. I got paid way more money, which is messed up. That's a whole other story. And why I'm looking for somebody to pay these. Tuition fees. Well, come on, what's the, <laughs> what we the numerology, numerology corner? Now <laughs> yeah, we going look, look. You ain't for me on the time my rich niggas. I can't get my tuition paid. No, I'm trying to help us both. Right. You know, I'm sorry. That he may have a wife, and then he don't want to be with her. I'm like, look, why? Got a home named Jed. You see, at that point, we all just balling. Okay. That's all there. Trying to get niggas rich. Yeah, okay. Yeah, my boo, no, she a good nigga. Get your ass kicked. Go yeah, ahead, though. She can fight too. See uh, the number ninety eight. It's a sign that your life is taking a positive turn and your angels are proud of the improvements that you are making in your life. You are doing something right in your life, hence the joy and happiness that you are enjoying now. Your guardian angels see that kind gestures that you do to people who need help in society. The meaning of the, the number 98 angel numbers encourage you to keep up the good work. Your actions will make the divine realm bless you abundantly. Now, just keep doing your good due diligence in society. Keep moving forward in the path that you have going, and everything will abundantly flow over. It's a lot of people that, it's a lot of people can tell you a story of them taking, they, you always hear going from sugar to shit, but a lot mm -hmm. of people take that shit and turn it to sugar. Yep. 
and you could be at the lowest point of your life as long as you don't give up mm. and like you kind of stay persistent and especially if you got an actual plan to it you just not out here at the lowest point because you just fucked up every single thing opportunity you've had yeah. but just you know some circumstances put us in positions we don't want to be in but the goal is to get up out of them and it's a lot of people turn their whole life around the whole yeah, like I said, listen, Tyler Perry sleeping in the car. Shit, Jizz got our story. Yeah, I better recognize. I definitely, like I said, less than two years ago, Jizz was unemployed. Jizz was getting food stamps. Jizz was like, Jesus paid his quadrilateral tuition. And it took me less than six months to go from unemployed to over six figures. So, it can happen. Y'all heard that? It can happen. Manifest it. Absolutely. That's all you gotta do. I'm tired of being poor. I'm not participating. No motherfucking. Poor is not fun. Okay. It's like really not fun. It's cool it's when you're in college. When you're in college, you ain't got no bills in poor. It's like okay, the most fun when I was broke. You know, for me, it was like because my son was watching, and like that was my thing. Like mm-hmm. I have to show, like him and his brother, my sons. Like this is, I can figure this out. You know what I'm saying? If it was just me, I was content with the noodles and the regular shit. You know what I'm saying? But I just want something better for him. So I ain't have no choice. Like getting fired from that job, it was devastating, but it was the best thing that could have ever happened. It showed me to never ever solely depend on anybody else to make shit happen for me. Okay. I hadn't done shit. I had never even been rolled up. They just didn't like my mouth, which I understand it's a bit reckless at times. But but not for them firing me, I would still be content making forty thousand dollars at that job. So it's gotta keep pushing. Well, now we got the black sports players with the number 98. We got Julian Peterson of the San Francisco 49ers and Jason Collins of the NBA Brooklyn Nets. That's it. That's all I got for you. First of all, to find the NBA nigga with the number right. 98 is wild. Right. I only, I only person I thought even wore a number that high was Dennis Rodman. Yeah, he was 91. Somebody did. I think somebody did 99. Niggas just start running out of numbers and shit. Like, I would just do this. No. When I saw niggas put double zero, I knew niggas was just doing anything. At, at that point. point. Oh, yeah. yeah. Come on now. And now football players can wear zero, which is even more weird. Yeah. So they can. Uh, yeah, football players can now wear number zero. I heard so. you can wear any number now, any position you want. That'd be hella weird. No, not no more. Not no more. It's still, it's still, like, linemen still have to be in a certain set of numbers uh, to make themselves eligible. Why they do that, though? Old, old people it'd be, the game. It'd be weird seeing the lineman like number six. Like, yeah. Like, you're supposed to be here. He's like, man, I ain't had no jersey. This right. ain't my last name on the background. So uh, before we hop, hop into these random topics, I got breaking news. Breaking news, and which is not really breaking because it's 8.30 at night. That shit happened earlier though, today. Like, you know, it happened earlier today, so it's not breaking anymore. But y'all know I love black college football, and so I could not do a show tonight without mentioning the greatest thing to happen to black college football in quite some time, the number one recruit in the country, in the country, decommitted from Florida State and chose Jackson State University today on signing day. Mm -hmm. So he is there. He's going to be playing for Dion and those Florida State fans. I'm a Florida State fan myself. Y'all know this. They mad. When I say they mad, they calling Kaepernick, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they, they burning Dion shit. They All burning. Right? Oh, they some dude really? went and burnt a, a autographed Dion Sanders jersey, pl- 
plaque football card. You fucking dumbass. Dumbass. Man. You right, let your pride. Because he do not give a damn. But it's the thing is, you pay for this already. And you paid for it. They're they're like the the tweets, the tweets, man, the tweets out there. Y'all, re- I, I I love Florida State, but black football players, y'all go to these schools. And when y'all do something that they don't like, they yeah, show you. you they use the their niggas, hard ER. You all of the niggas you could think of. You know, and so I hope mm-hmm. all you players that are at Florida State, I hope you all of y'all players in the SEC, ACC, et cetera, who are seeing this, seeing your fan base mm-hmm. show out like this because a black kid chose a school that was created for him, not one that was just tolerating and profiting off of him. Mm-hmm. Um, Therefore, I really hope that you are seeing that and and you transfer and you hop in the portal. Because guess what? The highest pl- the highest paid player in college football now plays at Jackson State University. And when you when you talk about pay, they like, oh, well, the NIL is wrong. The same people who was just saying y'all should get paid now mad because Jackson State can make it happen. Mm-hmm. Look, I just had that argument with a first of all, I was a random white kid on my page. I don't even have white people on my page like that. Because they always argue like that. And they'll never pop up on your statuses until it's some black or racial yeah. shit. It's like, bro. Come from. Who uh, are you? Page, that shit's had a pending. I'm like, who are you? We have mutual friends, but I'm like, they could be you your come friends. From? You definitely yeah. ain't mine. Mm-hmm. And he got, he, I'm like, first of all, how you find this post? Like, we're not even <laughs> friends. My page ain't private. But that's all he had to come to like. They mad because he was able to do so. I'm like, so you're mad because HBCU did what them D1 schools been doing underneath the table for years. For years. They been cashing out these little black kids. And leaving them hanging. the hood and all that shit. And will leave them hanging. Reggie Bush got left hanging. USC was like, no, we don't got nothing to do with him. But he won you Heismans. He won you national championships. You only good for what you could do for him. Because if he get vindicated of it, they going to take that shit away from y'all. So, just be fine. Just you know, just, I'm sorry. Wait, what? I'm really? No, this I, what we're doing? Like football, I'm sorry. But I was saying, what did he do when you said you left, left the oh, no, She went on a tangent. Yeah, I just said it was per, per usual. Per, but no, so I think he was supposedly accepting. He, he, he got paid. Oh, okay. He got paid, and it was illegal to get paid then. At the time. Okay. And so a co- uh, this past year when the NCAA finally, like basically government pushed them to like, hey, y'all either going to let players make money or we gonna have to come in and start counting y'all books on that. So, the the schools, the states were were pushing them, and so the schools was like, all right, we'll let them play. So, USC was like, we're not gonna give, or the NCAA was like, we're not giving Reggie Bush his Heisman back, because when he did it, it was illegal, which is stupid, because what he did, it's the same thing been done for years. Right. He just got caught. And, and the right. fact that college coaches are the highest paid state employees in every state. You can you can go look really? it up if you go look it up because remember universities are state institutions. So if you go look up the highest paid person in the state of Missouri, his name is Eli Drinkwitz. He's the head football coach at the University of Missouri. You go to Alabama, Texas, uh, anywhere in the country, the highest paid state ath- or the state employees are football coaches. The football coach at Oklahoma just left Oklahoma to go to. Like, it's, 
state the state of Texas, state of Texas football is something we ain't never seen before in Missouri. Yeah. Like high school stadiums. High school, high school stadiums like with twenty thousand seats. There's yeah. Allen High School right outside of Dallas. Their stadium holds twenty thousand. Our biggest football stadium here besides the dome is Lindenwood and they only hold ten. You're so knowledgeable. Oh, you know, that's my thing. That's my thing. So it's crazy how much money. Thank you to the audience. So, you know, shout out to Jackson State. Swack love, even though y'all beat my school. Y'all better win this weekend in the Celebration Bowl. Because the basketball coach was getting like that too. Because oh, Dawn really? Staley, yeah. she just signed for 24 mil. Yeah. So think, about six, seven, twi- so think about it. So think about You get paid $24 million to recruit kids to a university that's going to make multi millions off of these kids. Mm-hmm. And these kids just started this year earning anything based on their name. Yeah. It used to be where if you played basketball and you went to Mizzou, and I see you and I'm like, Angie, can I get an autograph? And I say, you know what, Angie, I, I know you was on your way to class or something. You signed it. Here's $5. They couldn't even do you that. You couldn't do that. That was an NCAA violation. Yeah. You could lose your you could lose your yeah. scholarship. Mm-hmm. It happens so many times. The only, the only people get caught are the black kids. Mm-hmm. No, no, no white, kids, white kids get caught, too. It, it, it happens. But, hell, there was, a, uh, there was a football player at University of Central Florida a couple years ago. He was a kicker. Started making his money on YouTube. Tammy is at Louisville High School. Okay. I'm definitely gonna look her up because that's important. Oh well, hell, thank you, Maria. I said I love y'all. Wa- Come hey, through, wife. You know she is. She got the. So y'all definitely Aww. make sure y'all read that article. Yeah, um, that's dope. That you, is. Super but dope. It, it's the amount of money that's made in collegiate sports. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. Next month, uh, in, t- in three months, is the NCAA tournament. The NCAA tournament brings in over a billion dollars to the NCAA. Yeah, if you get them all right, you can win a million off the right exactly. Yeah, so think about that it. I knew. you. You can uh, the universities and the NCAA itself make a billion dollars. Until this year, those athletes Kids couldn't get, get nothing. nothing. They get hurt. They get they get treatment from that the school, but that's it. You get paid off. Think about being the best one of them kids. Like think about how LeBron went to college. The likeness. Because he probably would have thrown Ohio State. Yeah. The likeness that school would have made off of his name alone. Hell, when he got drafted, they showed up at the draft with his jersey. Yeah. Everybody else gets a blank jersey or with the, with their name maybe on it and a number. Or just say the number or the hat. Yeah. This nigga had his 23 LeBron jersey. They was in Already. stores before he played a basketball game. Yeah. So. The, you know what's even more crazy? Bruh, what's even more crazy after all of this? Did you know that? College athletes who sign letter of intents like today on National Signing Day, when they sign those financial aid agreements for those schools, a lot of times the school financial aid agreement doesn't actually cover their full scholarship, even though they say, I'm got, I got a full ride. A lot of the school's full ride money does not equal what it costs to actually go to school there. Really? So, like, for example, right, you, what does that mean? Man, it's crazy. And UCLA. Give me the nigga, give me the whole Uber. I don't UC, know. It, no, for right. real. At UCLA, UCLA, one of the biggest schools in the country. Power, power five football, basketball. Their their athletic scholarship is worth twenty eight thousand dollars. It costs thirty three thousand dollars to go to school there. So you could they can't work, right? No, they can't. Oh, no, so they got to go get student loans. For the rest, yeah. They got to get student loans to cover the rest. So you we be like, oh, go to college debt free, hmm. and then you you making you the school millions of dollars, and you still end up twenty thousand dollars in debt. That's crazy. 
That's I hope sick. that's that's why I tell that's why I tell so my athletes and my students. Yeah, right. That, that's that's sick. why that's why the NCAA is 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 corrupt, but it's to to really change the system. They're gonna have to erase it and start all over. And What's it's so like it's, that it's like it's it's like we as Black Americans we want equality. Only way to get equality in America is if they erase America and start all over. Which will never happen. Never happen. Never so, happen so there goes our chances of equality. Let's right. get to these other random topics. Okay. So yeah. I really got one, um, and it kind of tied in, you know, to the mental health aspect of this episode. So I just happened to be randomly scrolling on Twitter, and I found. I, I want to find a full article so I can have his name. But essentially, this black man was here. Went, I think on Facebook Live or Instagram Live. He was talking to the camera. It seemed like it was just one of them, I'm going through a, a tumultuous situation with my ex-wife and the kids yeah, type shit. Yeah. And that's how I looked at first before he really started talking. And then he was like, yeah, she put me all this supposedly, allegedly the wife had him going through child support stuff because she said he molested the kids. Now, of course, we can't speak to that if that's true or not. Right. I'll never slander nobody because that's a hell of an accusation. That's not one to play. That's one to not play with. If it happened, bury that nigga under the jail. Right. But if you, that shit did not Ooh, happen and you got his that. kids in on it, believing that, you were able to. And you can't say you can't coerce a child to do it because if the police could coerce a grown ass person to go to jail for I life. I used to work for children's services. Yeah. They do that they shit do. every day. I, to go in the parents manipulate kids all the time. Yeah. And, and it's, every divorce case. Every divorce case in this country has seen. Children some level of on it. some level mm-hmm. of manipulation between both parents, and, that, and that's fucked up. It is. But so, like I said, hell of an accusation. If it's true, horrible. If it ain't, see more fucked up. But nobody's gonna be able to tell that story right. because as he's telling his story, at this point he's at the ex-wife's house, standing outside telling the shit, and before he going and saying like, man, like you can't play with people's emotions, which is true. Yeah. You don't know how people are. That's why I don't fuck with people emotions, whether it got mm-hmm. just people I don't know or relationship-wise. Don't play with nobody because you don't know what that person been through prior to you. They may tell you some of it, but if they don't tell you the full story and you be the last nigga or the last woman to fuck them over, mm-hmm. shit Everybody happen. got a breaking point. Every, everybody don't have the, the mental stability to control that anger because I can't... Yeah. I always can say from the outside looking in, like, how you even get to that point because I've never... Allowed myself, but but I said thus far I've never allowed myself. But you never know. But but I've seen the levels I was at. I don't been to the point going off like I'm talking about crazy. When I got to the point one time, I felt like I was gonna put my hands on somebody. I broke up because to have myself get that mad to where I wanted to choke the shit out you, and I felt like I was going to do it. I left because I'm not. And that's why I said I can only speak from my. I don't never, I use, as a younger person, like when I wasn't more educated on it, I always be like, oh, them niggas tripping. Like, how, how would you even do that? Then you get older and start getting in them situations. That's like, how. I'll see how that nigga yeah. snap. That's yeah. how, and like, I, when I left my husband, you know, I lived in Ohio for a few years, and I had it tattooed on my arm. The day that I left, I was like, either I'm going to kill this nigga. And, like, I mean, everybody knows me. You know, I'm all of these amazing professional things. But, like, that was my mindset. Like, I'm going to kill this nigga. If I don't leave this house today, there's no other way around it. You know what I'm saying? So, it's like you just get to people. Everybody has a breaking, breaking point. point yeah. 
And I feel that people, oh, you strong. Oh, you would never. No, the strongest motherfuckers absolutely do break. I'm telling you, that day, I have never felt more like this is the end-ish than that day. I was like, oh, this nigga got the battle down. I'm going to go to jail, and I'm going to be fine being in jail. Or either I'm going to kill him or him. he going to kill me. Some shit going to go terribly fucking Somebody wrong. Somebody going down. Something's going to go wrong. My goal is it ain't going to be me. Yeah, so that was my thing, so therefore, sir. But I, yeah. It took me to get older, being in a relationship all over. Like, I see it. it. I see how yeah. niggas snap. Yeah. I see how women snap. Because I don't have, like I said, you got homeboys, you watch dude shit. I done seen motherfuckers put through people through shit. And I'm like, bro. You know I should wild out. Like, I'm like, bro, you my dog. Right, she ain't bro. crazy. I'm like, you my dog, but bro, she's not that fucking crazy. And that'd be the thing. People be like, oh, she just crazy. Women emotional. No. Like, no. But you know, it, like, but how it, did we crazy. get there, though? But you know, it's, it's a, it's a multiple thing. It, it's it's multiple sides to that. Hell, I, I remember days in that first marriage where I was literally like, I get off work at 3, pull up at home at 3.30, and sit in my car till 5. Cause I know if I I gotta prepare myself to go in this house, so and when sad. you go in that, and, and, and you like, you you really start thinking like, okay, uh, you know I, and I was with somebody. She watched Snap every Sunday, every Sunday. There like, was a warning sign, and, and, and so I'm sitting there like, in my mind, I'm like, she watches Snap all day Sunday. One day it's gonna have to come down, and it's gonna be me. This or her. is gonna be, and I'm just like. That is a horrible. I'm not going to allow. I'm not going to allow myself to continuously do that because that takes a, that puts a weight on you. That's a hell of mentally, a emotionally, socially. It like there's days where I would be like, you know what, I'm at work, and, and you y'all know what I do for a living. Mm-hmm. It's hard. To, it's hard to try to keep your social life or your personal life in check when you're dealing with everybody else's problems all day long, mm-hmm. and you're sitting there like, man, the shit I'm dealing with at home, I don't get no break for at work. Then I gotta go home and deal with more Same shit. Bullshit. It, but it's like a lot. You said, like takes a toll. Like I look at pictures of me when I was with him. Like I moved back here right before I turned thirty five, and I look at pictures, and I looked older then mm-hmm. than I do now. Like I have never. And at the time, I just you know it was life. It was you know marriage is hard. It's I look back at that shit now and Should be like nothing be that goddamn that, hard. When I say, I mean literally, I'm about to bring y'all pictures. You'd be like, bitch, who? Who the fuck? Like, it don't even look like me. Like, I had a cousin who lived out of town. Fuck her. But, like, I hadn't seen her in years. If that was an accident. Sorry, fuck you, cousin. No, fuck her. I got it all. No, but seriously, Whoa. she inboxed me and was like, and I hadn't talked to her. She's like, well, are you okay? I'm like, bitch, I'm fine. What is it? And she was like, you don't even look like you. Like, everybody else could see it but me. Right. Everybody else was like, something is wrong. I'm like, no, we got this money and we got this, you know, because my husband was rich. It's a wealthy guy, but that nigga was a monster, you know. And it's like people just don't realize like that shit is harder. Like I used to sit outside of, like you said, outside of. I was turning my subdivision, and like I'm the little ghetto girl from the horseshoe. So like where we lived, at, we were the only black family. We were the youngest, beautiful. I would turn in that subdivision and bust out crying. Like Lord, take me back to St. Louis. In my little ghetto ass apartment, it was miserable. Yeah. Like the wrong motherfucker in your life will ruin it, your fucking no, it, it'll life. No, it'll ruin your outlook. Everything. Don't want to be with nobody. I'm, it will fuck you I'm up. I'm telling you, you know, teaching te- teaching my kids about relationships and, and my sociology class, and, and sometimes you know kids they'll listen to you talk about it, but when you tell them like the real stories, like the personal stories, mm-hmm. and, and I remember the first time I was in, in, involved in like a domestic like altercation right 
And when you're into that point, when you're in that space, you like, my dad raised me, never hit a girl. I'm like, I never hit a woman, never. But when you didn't call fire to the face, you know what I'm saying? You're like, all right now, where my sister at? I'm waiting on my sister, where yeah, she at? I need her right now. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's like, you get to that point. Like, I remember grabbing her. And I grabbed her and I walked into the street. And I was like, it's a car coming. I see the car coming. And I'm like, hey, hit me again. This is where it's going to be. And my mind was like, okay, I got I to gotta get away from her. And she, like, every time I see her, I be like, you, you're, like, you're, they, toxic is an understatement. They know, they know what your, that point is. Yeah. You. And it's like, all right, you're not going to leave yep. me alone. Every I'm day. I'm going to keep fucking with you until you snap. But yeah. then when you snap, I'm the bad, bad person. One. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, that's the story that I gave at your event this weekend. Like, because the question one of the girls asked was, had you ever felt like committing suicide? And it was like, was she like 12, 13? She was a younger girl. And that was my, like, that was my moment. It was like, either I'm a kid. Like, it was just a complete breaking point for me. You know what I'm saying? People got, like you said, people playing with people's feelings. That shit ain't no joke. Like, you, if you're not happy, get the fuck away from me. me. You know what's crazy? Leave me alone. Go on about your business. Right right before I got married, I had, you know, I was like, man, I'm I'm super happy with this woman. But you know how you'll have, like, that, that one thing in the back of your mind that's, like, you still unsettled? And it was somebody who I, I took all their options away from them. I didn't let them make a decision about our situation. I didn't. I was like, this is what it's going to be, and you're going to do it. <laughs> this is it. And, and when having understood, you know, years later, like, damn, like, I really put her in a fucked up situation. And not only did I put her in a fucked up situation, while she was at the lowest of the low, I kicked her while she was down. I was like, hey, this ain't going to happen the way you thought it was. So it's, mm-hmm. it's even worse than that. And I, I legit was like, okay, before I start this uh, happy life, I need to go correct this situation. And I went and had a long, like, like seven, eight hour long conversation to not necessarily clear the air, but it was really just to be like, hey, I've grown up. That was, and, and, I, and, I, and, and I know sorry. sorry. And I was just like, sorry is not, sorry won't cover it, but just understand this is where I'm at. And this is where. I, I'll own my shit. I'll be accountable for the stuff that I caused, you know. And with that conversation, hell, we're if if she see me, it's all love. Like, and we have, and, and when she'll have every blue moon. I like one was like six months ago. Sent me a message like, hey, I'm having a bad day. I'm thinking about this situation, and I was just like, you know what? Again, I'm sorry because I'm never gonna be like, well, damn, that shit was years ago. Get over it. No, I'm still gonna be accountable for that because the amount of hurt and pain that I caused mm-hmm. you is. If I might be able to get over it, but you may not be. And for your mental health and for your safety and all that, I'd much rather just let you know that, hey, from, from the place of hurt, I'm sorry. Wish I could take it away. You know, yeah. and, and, and so it, it's one of those things where for this for this situation, oh, boy, he. he one, this is like, bro. And, and it's like I said, it's easy Did to he say. kill them on the line? Yeah. No, no, no. He, no. Oh, so okay. first one, the story. by the time he was talking to us on the live, he had already killed the ex girlfriend. Oh, girl girl. I think oh, she yeah. was pregnant. Yeah, so the, girlfriend like the girlfriend was pregnant. pregnant. Shot her yeah. in the head. He had his kids in the car, drove the kids over to their mama house. Yeah. They were sitting in the car, so they ain't see shit. But you see him talking. And then I don't know what made the his ex wife open the door. But he was like, ah, really? He was like, it's your turn. Yeah. And you could see him drop that. But she was like, she opened the door, saw a ghost. 
and like you don't really see her face, but you hear her voice and hear her running away, and you can see the phone shaking, him running into the crib, and then the phone drop. And you know, I don't know if the video can tell. From that's all I saw at that point. But then he killed her, mm-hmm. and then killed himself with the kids in the car. And the kids yeah, just the sitting car. in the car the whole oh, time. Geez. I'm like, damn, you. It's all, okay. You already hate their mama clearly. Yeah. Whatever she putting you through. Um, clearly, your kids still kind of fucked with you to some degree because based off of the accusation. I don't see why the course would have had the kids with you. With you right. So they was already with you because oh. they came with you to over there. They like you took them out the house, put them in the car, and then did what you had to do. And so you was able to sneak. She had to hear that nigga. Probably heard somebody talking. It's like, what the fuck going on outside my house? And looked outside because he that clearly wasn't sad. trying to kick that bitch in or he would have just did that. And I ain't really, depending on the door, it's not that hard to kick one in. Yeah. And so, but it's just like, at that point, you've already... You've already hit a breaking point. You just, now your opportunity is kind of permitting itself. And it's like, you got to kind of go attempt to get some help. Yeah. Like, as best as you can before you take everybody's life, including your own. Because now, the same people you was trying to go to court over and protect based off of what was said about you, mm-hmm. got to go through the horrors of living that thought of, well, yeah. my daddy killed. I think that- People that do stuff like that, and I mean, I don't know, but like, I just wonder, do they ever think about the kids? They like, I know you be going through whatever you be going through, and I'm never the one to minimize anybody's anything. But like, when well, I had, so deep in it, I don't think you, you consider the kids. Put your mic too, you, you probably consider the kids, but you just so deep in your, in your mom. Yeah. And I and I uh, absolutely agree with that. But like my thing, when I had my moment, like this is the end, like jail or death or whatever. Like that was the one thing I thought about was my son. Like and he has a, I mean his daddy is there. You know I'm not like a single mother. We don't know where the daddy. Is. His father is there and would have taken care of him. But like I just could not fathom my son carrying the weight. You know what I'm saying? Of my mama killed herself or some shit like that. I just always wonder, like, what be going through Not these people's minds? Not even just killed yourself. You took the other parent. Yeah, like, you well. left so me. Now like, you just left me. But you know right. What, That's just what I wonder. Like, but you, but, you know, when you think about it, there are a lot of situations of parents who have such negative blood that it's kind of like, we've seen the hell. We we saw it here in St. Louis where the girl went and killed her kids because she like, if something happened to me, that nigga ain't going to get them. You know, and, and, it, and it's, it's, it's crazy, but you gotta know who you you gotta know who you have kids with. You know what though, but how though? How it, do you know? That, because that, I feel like people. It be signs like so sometimes I, it, it absolutely does, but and from personal experience, like I have had a mug come out of the bag on me seventeen years. My son's eighteen. You know what I'm saying? My son's father was my best friend from nineteen until just last year. The shit that's happening now, you couldn't have told me would have ever, ever happened. So there were no signs. Like, the nigga was regular as fuck. You know what I'm saying? But And then, like, something just changed. And now it's like, but if y'all been nigga, a, what? Which, if y'all been apart for a while, you not being up under him is not the same man. But the thing is, like, this man, like, I'm friends with his ex-wife. Like, his other son calls me mother. I'm friends with his wife now. Like, we are, like, a family. Like, if co-parenting was a person, it's us. We, I mean, so it was not like we hadn't been together, hadn't okay. seen each other. Like, no, we every day, like, me, the ex-wife, new wife, ex-husband, we a family. When I say this nigga came out of bag, I was like, who the fuck? So you, 
So when people say like you knew who you were dealing with, I agree to an extent. Like I've seen red sign, red flags and other shit, but with him, nigga wasn't no red flag. The nigga woke up one day and was like, "Fuck you and this kid," literally. Mm-hmm. And like if my son was like seventeen, I'm like, like the son that we like playing went to the fertility clinic, like that son, Damn, like the planned son. Oh, the nigga woke up one day and was like, "Fuck y'all." You can't never. And, and that'd be just that's, change. That's why I always say, more well, like when I was young, it'd be like. How y'all do that? Like, how you carry yourself? Like, how you go through those type of things? Because my mind has never allowed itself to get to that point. And I've had some low moments to myself, but I'll be like, I don't think I can go there. Right. But that's how you know the mind is just crazy. Because some people, where I was able to stop at, mm-hmm. some people don't have that part of their yeah. brain to where it's like, nah, bro, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go do with this shit, and nobody. Because it's easier. It's like. It's sometimes and some for me in my mind, it would have been easier for me to just kill myself. Just in I'm tired of crying. I'm tired of being sad. I can't figure out how to fix this shit. So the easier solution was like, fuck it. I'ma head on out. You know what I'm saying? So I get when people say that was so selfish of them, no, I get why people do it because I was there. But it's like, I don't know. You know, I I it's just sad. When people tell, like, you know, I've, I've been around, I, I know someone who committed suicide. And I when the first time someone said, well, that was selfish of them. And I'm like, everybody on this earth is selfish to an extent. Mm-hmm. I I would I wish I would have had more time to listen to him versus be like, hey, nigga, I got my own problems. I ain't trying to hear yours. But at, at this at, at this point, like, somebody be like, oh, they selfish. Bruh, you know you, don't, you, know. you don't know how how what it what it is like to live with whatever's going through mm-hmm. that person's mind. They wake up with it, they go to sleep with it. They probably don't even go to sleep for real. Because I, I can't I can't sleep. I, I know if there's some shit going on in my life, I can't sleep. I can't sleep. The crazy part it'd be like that's how I know it's just, it's just crazy because it's kids that go through it. It's kid you start hearing about them younger and younger. Yeah. Yeah. Kids in school getting bullied and maybe just like I said, I grew up in the era where shit us talking. To each other like that was normal. So you talk. I, I tell people now, as an adult, you got three free jokes before I'm on your ass. Before I'm on your ass. So I'll let I you use your best three because it's not mm-hmm. going to. But that was also like that was a defense mechanism thing with us. It was like, are oh, you gonna talk about me? Well, I'm gonna talk about you. We gonna crack these jokes. We gonna laugh. Somebody gonna get in their feelings. We gonna shake hands. We gonna go on about. It. But we wasn't talking about nobody. I never flamed nobody. One that I wasn't cool with. And if I did, I'm not just blaming any old shit, like talking bad about mm-hmm. you unprovoked. And then you see kids, kids now don't even want to, it's always some little big dude that's going through some shit at the crib. His only way that to take it out is to find a little motherfucker at the school to fuck with oh, yeah. who can't handle that. So they don't know how to have that convo with their parents to tell them like somebody bothered. Because somebody, my child come tell me, a motherfucker said something to him more than one time at school. Ain't nobody at school do somebody. Me and little homie gonna have a talk yep. at school. Yep. And I'm gonna sit there till your daddy pull up. Or your mama. Whichever. I'll, I'll, I'll talk more calmly to your mother just because I'm not gonna disrespect her. But if your father there and your father allow you to act like that, Fuck me and that so. nigga gotta have an issue because yep. my child shouldn't be in the car crying or coming home crying or want to stay in their room all night because one little sad motherfucker getting abused or whatever at the crib is happening to him, and he take it out. 
And they didn't play with neighbor. Totally they didn't play with neighborhood kids they like didn't. that. I, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, you know, and, and because they didn't have that experience, they kind of like this the iPad generation and this the you, the, you yeah. know they they, 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 they had video like, games and all that. Like, we was also like, that's I used to tell them like that's what my son. I'm like, I see other kids in the neighborhood who where I stay at kind of live how I used to get on their bikes. Oh, yeah. like, I would never let Sean because his ass is never gonna find a way back to the crib. <laughs> and now we gotta go find his ass. One because when we sat in the car, we had shit to entertain us. Nope. So, so we I had no looking. choice but to watch yep. where I was going. So now I'm like, they oh, different. I can get here. I can get there. All this, my son couldn't tell you where we'd be at in the car. They'd be, st- be stuck. Yeah, be, be st- and that's crazy. They'd be stuck that's in the truth though. Leave, my son and his mother was like that. And I, I knew where to get to my best friend's house within the radius. I know how to make it home. All right, but we're for the all go home, get lunch. You should meet back up and do all that shit. Like, but I wouldn't trust my kid to leave out the house on his bike without me having a phone, putting some type of device on him. So I can know, I know where to hit your ass. Yeah. Yeah. That's how my and, son, and when he started crazy. driving, I was like, Nick, like, we, the same route every day to school. We lived in North County. He went to Cordon Ritter. This is how we get there. When he first started driving, that baby was like, where I go? Nigga, the same way we've been going. What do you think? Like, he had no concept of this is how. None. This kid's hella weird. Like, even, even now, like, when we were in our, when we was in our teens. Yeah, like, when we was in our teens and our 20s, when we first started driving. We had no phones to, to direct GPS us on that. So map hey, printed out. I literally, I ain't <laughs> even had that. I ain't even had that. I had to learn by like this. I'd be like, all right, I know Natural Bridge is right here. Right. So what I do, I get on Natural Bridge and I start going west. I'm going to keep going on west on Natural Bridge until I can't go no more. Because at least then I know it everywhere. Hey, when I got to, when I but realized that I could know. get from Natural Bridge, I could take the Natural Bridge bus so I could be in the car and ride Natural Bridge all the way up to 170. I'm like, oh shit, 170. <laughs> then next thing I know, Martin Luther King turned into motherfucking like, uh, St. You know, Charles Rock Road. Yeah. Then, I, once I knew how to get from from my from my house to Northwest Plaza, it was over. Boy, you couldn't tell me nothing after that. But that's crazy because like now you tell a kid now, oh, well, you got to catch the bus. They be like, nigga, I got the bus. How do I even make this happen? Listen, well, I was doing that. Wait, look, my daughter doesn't take the bus. She takes Uber. Listen, my son. So he's always working. He started working for Tasty Treats when he was like 14, 14, 15. I was mad at him one day. Give me your keys. You got to catch a bus. He was like, a bus? What is that? I'm like, the bus, the big thing. He was like, oh, I'm not going to get on there. I'm going to take an Uber. I'm like, what you going to do? I'm not paying. I was mad. I'm not taking you nowhere. He was like, oh, I'll call my granny and get some money. I'm going to get an Uber because... Like, for, for us, like, the Metro Link, that was the shit. Oh, we went to the mall, like, yeah. the weekends, so birthday, mission, everything. Yeah. My son was like, the what? We used to catch the bus, go to, I done caught the bus, went to the mall, like, straight dipped. Like, hey, man, come on, we finna go to my, meet yeah. at my house, we finna catch the bus, take two buses. You gotta take yep. my bus to the down, to the hub, then take that motherfucker to the mall. I done caught the bus every, every summer yep. school, I was taking myself every morning. Right. Mom, like, look, I ain't got time, your ass shouldn't be in summer man. school. Have y'all ever, since y'all caught the Metro Link, have y'all ever I had have. one of those dumb moments? So we was in middle school, Berkeley Middle. We went to the mall. It was time to come home. 
We crossed the Metro Link going the wrong way and ended up in East St. Louis somewhere. Ooh. Listen, and that was the last one. My mama then was like, bitch, we not coming to get y'all. He was that's like, how we going? Right. That's how we going. How we nah, going to get back Pride. home? Going past Pride Rock. Somebody else, mama ended up coming to, my mama was like, I bet y'all will learn this time. I was like, no, no, wait. Okay, so no look, way. before we go into this interview, I just got to speak on that statement. Parents, whoever came up with that dumbass logic that I drop you off, you got somebody what? else got to come get you. Was that is so up. weird. Yeah. That's that that yeah. was the Saints in the Palace days, sir. Indeed, it was that Saints in the Palace days. But you know what? It was. But we were still go though. Oh yeah. But that's the thing. Our dumbass is still went, and we It was time to go. How we gonna get home? Your mama. Call your mama. Yeah, we definitely made a way home. Hey, but it was never no. If I take you, we. I'm not picking you up. Let your parent had to be the one to circle back. You, uh, that was the longest ride ever. Because I'm tired of picking y'all motherfucking asses My up. mama was going to curse I'm going to tell you right now. Out. When I was in high school, my mom took us to the, the spot called In Cahoots. Yes! You remember In Cahoots? It, it was out, it was out on out. Uh, where uh, Hollywood Casino. Yes, Earth City. Yes. It was Earth City right behind MCI. Child. My mama said, now my, mom, my mama lived on Margaret and Newstead. <laughs> so that's a long ass ride from North City. Out. To in cahoots, but I wanted to go, and my sister wanted to go, so we went. My cousins had pulled one of them. Can we spend the night weekends? So they there. My uncle and my aunt they wasn't really into like my my cousins having a social life. They was real strict. So we like, yeah, they want to go too. So we all go to in cahoots. In cahoots got out on a Sunday at ten p.m. My mom when she found out that we she had to come get us that whole ride home, and she got to stop over. In, over in Baden to drop them off, and she like this. We got home at like eleven. I got in the room, and she's like, "Hey, let me holler at you. Y'all ain't going no more unless somebody else is taking y'all." And my dad was like, "Y'all have fun." He's like, "Yeah." He said, "I'll take y'all." Your mom, oh, yeah. hey, because we show was like our social life is over because that was the spot. Yeah, that was the spot. That's crazy. That was just the dumbest concept. I would never tell my child I'm gonna drop you off, and I ain't. Hey, if I drop, if I drop you and your friends off, the, this time I got, I'll do the whole trip. Y'all parents need to do the whole trip next, next time. time yep. Because if they can't, y'all little asses ain't going to get in my car no more. But my daddy and them just drop us off like shit, nigga. <laughs> that you was probably be asleep. You know how to get in the garage. I'm like, nigga, you ain't even gonna stay up. That was hey. my mom and them, baby. That, the palace. I'm go to sleep on my. Palace. It was the palace for us. I, we used to be outside like some. We gonna see somebody. We hey, know. I ain't gonna lie. Somebody whoever, gonna take us home. Whoever created the idea of a lock in was. It was a but that shit was lit. That was that was lit. Come on, that Hey, somebody, somebody was like, man, when I was in high school, we ain't had shit. I'm gonna put on for these kids. That shit was Oh, Nick. Hey, and do whatever is exactly what we Every every first I had. As a, as a teenager was at the palace. That's why I was ripping the bird because my mama knew my right ratchet ass. Thank God. Such a wise You going to take a commercial break? We're going to do a quick, quick play our little uh, song we got on here, Razzle Dazzle Love. We haven't figured out, but we're going to come back with a miraculous, wonderful interview to continue our talk about mental health. Yeah. Which yeah. I think. That talk about mamas dropping people off. <laughs> like I was timid. I never wanted to go nowhere because I never knew who was gonna pick me the fuck up. So <laughs> Baby, to, this, to this day, he didn't even know. To this it. day, I don't like riding nowhere with nobody oh, that's because true. I don't like nobody else being in control of my ride. Niggas be, niggas be like, oh, bro, let's go kick. I'm like, bro, 
I was four. In the morning, <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck you mean we finna go kick it? What is open? What's open at four in the morning but White Castles and Waffle House? Like, let's go home. Yeah. We'll be right back. No fit, no problem, no problem. No fit, no problem. Oh, that fit, get it out of here. I see, I got it. You gotta know what the problem is. No fit, no problem. All that fit, get it out of here. I see, I got it. We can't show fear, but we gotta break. Going through the years, all I gotta say is that my life could be better, but I won't complain. Need pressure to make gold, so I enjoy the pain. Come up on your dollars, you can make it rain. Believe you can make a way. I remember I was down, I didn't know where to stay. But chopped it up, stepped on the bench to see another day. Girl, cannot mix snakes with lions. A lot of these snakes be lying. A lot of mistakes from my end. Staying up late from sirens. Sometimes I just hate what I'm seeing. Man, I wanna get straight with my sins. I wanna be great while I'm here. Rolling up eight with my pigs. Let's live today with no fear. No fear, no problem. All that big get it out of here. I see, I got it. You gotta know what the problem is. No fear, no problem. All that big get it out of here. I see, I got it. Look, walking round on edge to keep your feelings safe. Missing opportunities, your feelings always in the way. Scared to take a risk, never know if you can win today. Mentally in change, you didn't know it's you that caused your pain. No fit, no problems. You see, you solve it. Next stage, evolve it. <laughs> Look, damn, keep the faith and you can make a way. If you don't mind, it don't matter. That's my favorite phrase. Walk it how we talk it. Stay true and keep your actions straight. Vibe to the beat, let's keep it rocking like the 808. If they wanna hate, then tell them haters. Stay about your face. Know that it's a war, the enemy will always try to take. No fear, no problem. Yes. I see. I got it. It's almighty, man. No fear. No problem. No problem. Hey. Look. I see. I got it. I'm gonna say what? I gotta be nosy after. I gotta be nosy after the show. Let's see how it be nosy. Who? 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 Turn your ring into a chain, he gon' make it right. Ain't no giving up with him on your side as long as you fight. Ain't a better feeling in the world when you got someone who truly understands. He'll never leave you in the dark, cause he's sticking to the plan. Yeah, he the man.
I'm attorney Roderick White, and if you want real answers to your car wreck questions and real help with your car wreck problems, call me at 314 or 618 I got you, or visit us online at I got you.net. Harvest free wreck, the face posted for attorney Roderick White. Ain't a better feeling in the world when you got someone to really understand. He'll never leave you on the dark, cause you're sticking to the plan. Back on episode um, ethnic is more episode ninety eight. Real ethnic behind the scenes tonight. Um, yeah, it's a lot of. It's a lot of She's back in this thing, y'all. But we are going to tap into our miraculous interview. Find out why this episode number ninety eight is called bridging the gap. And as y'all see, there are some. Periods in between those letters, so those letters. acronyms stand for something. Let me do my thing. Now, to both Chris and Angie, tell our listeners and viewers a little about yourself and what you two do. I'm Chris And um, GAP stands for Girls Aiming for Prestige. And so we serve um, girls ages 9 to 14. We're 9 to 15 years old. But I work with um, youth. I work at Urban League. I am the, I used to be a mentor at uh, Big Brother Big Sister. But um, <clears throat> sorry for anybody who's watching Big Brother Big Sister. I just didn't feel like I was fulfilling my purpose there. So that's mm-hmm. kind of how the girls miss my program. Okay. Okay. And uh, well, not yeah, that one. Okay. Yeah. I'm Angie. I'm the assistant director of the program, and I am a nurse and I'm also an author. Okay. Making up titles in this thing, I like that. So, um, how did bridge, bridging the gap come about, and what does the gaps? Well, you already told us what gaps stand for. So, how did it come about? How did you start this? Well, I have a nonprofit fostering foundation for the future. And so bridging the gap is under that. <clears throat> and so uh, one of the volunteers, Bridget, she worked with the uh, mental health spectrum. And so uh, Bridget, she lives with bipolar disorder, and she ended up committing suicide in mm-hmm. part to the conversation that we was having earlier. But when Bridget was living, she did want to have a graduation program. And I was telling her, you know, because I wasn't ready, but she passed away. Bridging the gap, the name just came to me. I said, oh, so yeah, I'm going to bridge it. Mm-hmm. So, that's what's happening. Dope. So, I mean, how much, like, we were just talking about mental health kind of with our last random topic, like, how much do you feel mental health is neglected within our community? I think that previously, like, in our generation, it was neglected. Now people are coming, are being more open to their mental health, and that's what I do like. People are being more open with depression, with having anxiety, with having being diagnosed as bipolar. Some people still kind of get embarrassed about it because they be thinking like, "Oh, ain't nothing wrong with you. If you depressed, like I hear so much on, well, I see so much on social media. If you depressed, it's only like you, you can, you can end and you can stop being depressed. That's just a mind, you know. It's just a mind. Oh, you can think your way out of it. But it's like no, it's more than just. And she was talking about she came to speak 
at um, a mental health brunch we had over the weekend, and I'm like, it's more than just being regular sad. Like sometimes we say different kind of sad. Yeah, it's a different kind of sad where you just don't see that friend in sight of the sadness. So, um, like I said, nowadays people are being more open about what they're dealing with, so it's not as shunned as it was in previous times. What What makes you think like that changed? Because I definitely being in my, I mean, I'm 32, but growing up and like. I could tell my mom and them something like you just like oh, I, I feel X Y Z. No, ain't no wrong with your ass. Go pray. 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 That really don't work because I just started talking. I'm like, by the time I'm done, I'm still motherfucking feeling the same way. Shit, I, I might feel worse. No, key. I just had this whole come online uh, in my mind and shit, and it's just like, what do you think or like? What do you feel may have been like that pivotal point that allowed us, especially dudes? I now I get to be on social media. I see a lot more men expressing themselves mm-hmm. because shit. Growing up, I will tell people like, I don't cry, not because I can't, I just but it's just like it. it was something about it. I just never liked it. I just don't like. Well, I tell people I make, never liked the idea of crying. Make my face ash. Really? For I, I, I cry, cry so I much now. I cry, I, I cry all the goddamn time. I cry a lot now, but I hate it. If people Grown. who've been knowing me. I'm 32 too. People I've been friends with for 15 years, they probably only seen me cry once. Right. So they be like, You crying? I didn't know. You catch me crying. It's written. It's just, I can, and the crazy part the stuff that should make you cry, wouldn't make me cry. But I could be watching something on TV and see something sentimental <laughs> on Facebook. I'll be like, God damn. I'm like, Shit. Like, what is, <laughs> what's going on? But it's right. just like, hey. Them damn, them damn videos of like soldiers coming, coming home and shit. I, 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 I be like, yeah. kids' school and shit. Yeah, yeah. I be like, that might be up at three o'clock in the morning. Black fathers yeah, getting. Yeah. I seen one where daddy got out of jail after like eleven years. Yeah, and they show up at a restaurant. He just sit next to his son and start going through the menu. The kid was like, yeah, I'm finna eat. I saw that one. He did that look. He was like, nigga. I did. <laughs> he I just broke that. down. That's the part that get me when little mm-hmm. kids start crying yeah. because I've never. Had something happen to me where that amount of emotion instantly overcame myself to where I couldn't control. The, like I ain't, gonna, well, I ain't gonna say never because I've had it happen, but it's rare for me because I just I'm one of the people that can bite the bullet for a long time until I get a whole bunch of shit that pile up. Yeah, and then it's still that shit gonna be quick. Like for me, that that's you know hell. The last time I cried, hell, Nico was there. Uh, we I I lost a real close friend. You know, uh, double fraternity brother. Managed to get through the entire funeral, no crying. Talk, spoke at spoke at the funeral. I'm like, hey, I'm good. We at the bar, drinking. Me, we had we had a little hole in the wall. It's all bros and everybody laughing. I'm sitting there, and man, I couldn't control it. I'm just like this, like my eyes, my eyes. My eyes. So I was like, happened to me my grandma. Like I found out I was in I was at in college. And shit, I was going through a whole bunch of other stuff at the time. Like, ain't nothing really. I was just like, damn, my grandma was straight. Like, and that was the grandma I grew up with. So I'm like, damn, my dog was straight. And it's like, it bothered me. But I didn't feel, I mean, I had a tear because I heard my mama crying. That's yeah. her mama. So I was sad about that. Didn't cry for days. I was just like, I just kept thinking, like, damn, that's fucked up. I know I had to go to his funeral and all that. It took me to be, I was walking home from work. And I was walking home and just started boo-hooing. I get to the crib. I call my daddy first. I usually don't call my parents first. I'm boohooing on the phone with him. He's like, well, call your mama and talk to her. I, I didn't want to call her because right. that's her mama. She got to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So he, he made me call her. 
Man, I call her and I just start busting out crying. She hit me up. Why didn't they call me and did this? I'm like, because shit, I ain't trying to make you cry. Right. You still mm-hmm. gotta go through all this. I'm like, I gotta think about you. Yeah, I'm her grandchild. I understand right. that. That's your mama. Mm-hmm. Like, that's your mama. Because if the other shoe on the foot, I can understand Sean being hurt. His right. grandma was gone. I'm going to be heartbroken. Yeah. That's my because mama. that's my mama. Right. But to answer your question, you said, I know it was for them, but, like, what changed? Yeah, what was that? Why, I don't know. I think that, like, social media, like, the, so, the has a lot media. to do with it now. Yeah. You, yeah, I feel like. Because Charlamagne talk about uh, Thursday on the break. Yeah, and so now yeah. it's not that it's, like, a, a fad, but it's, like, it's cool. It's okay it's now. Okay. Whereas back in the day, you know, you had them daddies that like men don't cry. Man, Even my yeah. son's daddy was, we don't cry, we tough, we this, we that. And like, thank God my son got like the sensitive in me. Like, nigga, no, we cry over her. Like, we go to therapy, we cry, we fall out. But so many men back in the day, if that's all you heard was we don't cry, men are tough. We don't, what was the, whatever happens in this household, stay, stay in, in this, this household. household. Yeah. We're not telling these white folks our business. You know, it's but different you know, now. It, it, it's, <laughs> that's it. But it's a, it's so much like when when you're dealing with so much and not knowing how to address it. You know, some yeah. stuff you're not going to fix, mm-hmm. but how to actually learn to cope with it. You know, and, and, and it was something for... Well, see, we learned that the branch not to cope, but to process it. She mm. did. I was just going to say, because when you're fighting, you blurry. Mm-hmm. You internalize and it's still there. It and you, mm-hmm. you internalize it, you realize it's there, but really not trying to and do I didn't say rid. anything you were saying was wrong because I actually called the therapist sir and was like can you um come share coping mechanisms with mm. the girl she was like no I can teach them how to process their she emotions that lady was dope she by the way she was dope as hell she was dope I wish I learned it because at mm-hmm. one point like I said I did one job with my degree and I was a social worker for kids and I had kids from my youngest one was five, the oldest one was 17 or lighter. The other one was a five-year-old kindergartner who mama was on drugs, daddy was never in his life, and he was adopted by, like, a family friend. Yeah, she may have been good, but it was more so because of that check. Mm-hmm. Like, and I could tell it was because of that. <sighs> he was so doped up on, like, Adderall and all that time. I didn't pick the school. I, my routine was I lived two minutes from his school. Every morning, part of my routine was I would have to go sit with him for breakfast because it was too much for him. It was all them kids in there. That shit would rile him up. And his medicine, when I come across his medicine, was kicking in by the time. He didn't like the medicine because the one time they called me up there in a panic, his ass, his mama gave him the pills to take. He threw them under the table and didn't take them and went to school, but he made everybody think he took them. I instantly saw the difference because I saw him. Yeah, he he got in trouble a lot, but he sat down more. Without them pills, he couldn't stop moving. He jittery. And I think it was West Elementary. They had a room in the. I ain't gonna say a room because that's too much respect. A closet in the gym where you act up. That's where they would put you. And that make it worse. And I went in there with that's him. A, that's illegal as fuck. Yeah, it was. It's illegal. I Nothing about it. This okay. nigga, I ain't gonna say act like the little homie wasn't a tyrant that time. Like he done took the pencil sharpener and tossed it across the room at the teacher. Like, but that was the first time I had to give him that like talk from a black father type thing. Like, hey, I closed that door and looked. I'm like, nigga, you in here tripping? I'm like, first of all, bro, these white people do not care about you like that. I'm like, look where you at. You are set up to be in a prison cell. 
this is a four by four closet. Like the ceiling may have went up eight feet, but it was no more than I could touch each side of the wall. I'm not that damn tall. So it was going about my wingspan. I was easily able to do it. It was one window with bars on it. I'm like, bro, this is a jail cell. You are five years old. I'm like, is this what you want to do? He's still going off. And I was like, well, look, I'm going to do you how they do it. I left his ass in there. Soon as I walked out, I just heard him break down. Mr. Alexander, I don't want to be. I'm like, you got to chill out, bro. I'm like, I understand they piss you off. Motherfuckers piss me off too. But sometimes we got to bite that. Bro. I'm like, because they're going to label you the problem kid. Yep. You're a little black kid who they're not taking account for your mama was a drug addict. Your daddy wasn't in your life. Some lady got you as a check because she's your mama's friend. And I knew it was a check because he had kindergarten graduation. I didn't know about it. I didn't find out until the day after. And I asked him why he didn't tell me. And he said, because, well, I didn't think it was important. Like, that was important. And it, low key, I started crying like, when I got to the car. Because I'm like, his mama ain't sure. She lived close, like, close enough. Had her leg not been, like, broken or she did, she could have walked. But I'm like, you call me for anything else, man. Why you ain't call me say, could you pick me up and take me? Because that, that was creating more hill. trauma. That's all it was, was coming up the hill. It was literally up a hill. His school was across the street. Why you ain't call me and say, like, hey, I would love to go to Jamil. Motherfucking thing. Like, yeah. I didn't care what I had going, I would have took you. And it broke my heart that he felt like him graduating from kindergarten wasn't mm-hmm. shit. Enough to tell the person who come see him. I saw him every morning for four or five minutes. You know, that... The one thing I can say, schools now, especially in the last probably like four years, have started training teachers on being trauma-induced and actually paying attention to mental health issues, not just in our students, but even in ourselves. Like, that pandemic actually helped. The pandemic helped because, as you saw Thanksgiving week, damn near every school district here was like, hey, we need a mental health Mm -hmm. week for our teachers. Because we just time. yeah, and we're, we're just as stressed mm-hmm. going through all of this stuff, and to see some of the stuff that our kids go through, you're talking about the pandemic is one, and that right there, hell, we all remember what it was like being stuck in the house. So imagine being stuck in a house where you got a bad situation, where the only place you might get a good meal is at school. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you no longer at school, and or you don't have Wi-Fi, you don't have internet. And, and you sitting there and you trying to do all this work. There were kids last year who I taught at the school I was at who I never saw, had no idea what they looked like. And I remember over the summer I had a kid come up to me. I was at Six Flags. Grimes, Grimes. I'm like, who are you? <laughs> and they said their name, and I was like, I don't know who you are. He's like, I was in your third period class. He's like, I came to class. All I saw was his name. And he would have like a nickname up there. So I was just like, I don't know who you are. And he was like, man, y'all, y'all know some of them lectures you gave us, that, that's what got me through. And I'm like, well, shit. I, I, was su- I thought I was suffering sitting in an empty classroom talking to a computer all day. But y'all was going through. Because especially as a kid that's going through shit because, look, kids are going through shit. Like, I'm like, the fuck Somebody somebody else going through it too. Right. He just fell down. He got the jazz show in the morning. Kevin be a little fucked up upstairs. He had a jazz show catching at ten o'clock. Kevin going Sundays. Okay, but like doing that social work stuff, little kids be. I remember I had one. It was a little white kid. He was the smallest kid in his class. He fourth grade. He looks like he's fucking in the first or second grade. 
and you come to find out his story, he got put in the program because he got these adopted white parents, and you know, like people over where he lost where he had ran away. And when we found him, like he had delivery, he done went the highway, crossed the overpass, he had no shoes on, none of that shit. Well, when we come to find out his background was that his mama was a drug addict, had an abusive drug dealing addict boyfriend, and that man, his mama wouldn't feed him. His mama had him, he would have to take food out the trash cans to feed himself because his mama would be so high in the room, she can't do it. At the age of five, that boyfriend made him hold a gun to his mama's head. Wow. Like, That's with crazy. the fully loaded, hold a gun to his mama's head with his finger on the trigger. It was gonna make him put based off of whatever she did. And I'm like, but then he got, you can't, kids can't switch that off because he went to an adopted family. These people got money. He had everything he could have ever imagined he would have had in his home. But he's still picking up a trash can because that's what he used to. And it's like, it don't matter what you go through. Some of them kids can't get get past that. Okay. Chris or Angie, whomever, what is the sole purpose for bridging the gap? Why do you guys do what you do? It first started with us. Look, I started. I don't. I did not know what I was doing. I still say sometimes I don't know what I was doing. I just lead by purpose. But it first started. We were addressing mental health, wellness, financial literacy, spiritual self care, and I think that's it. But now we just focus on mental health. But you know, when I was younger, I didn't make the best decisions that I could have made some I regret some I don't because I learned from them mm -hmm. but if I can prevent that in the other I want them to be their best selves so like I be telling Angie sometimes sometimes I get scared of using my voice like speaking up for things that I want small shit or it could be big but that's something I instill in the girls for sure use your voice you know if it's something you don't like speak up about it it's something you want to speak up about it. If something is going on at home, you know, I'm not trying to cause no problems, but if you feel like your voice is not being heard at home, speak up about it. You have a voice mm -hmm. with it. So I just want to empower the girls, you know, raise them to be a prestigious little lady. Angie, do you have anything to add to that? I think with the same, I went through, uh, I was texting somebody earlier, and I was like, I'm going to text my mom and be like, why you ain't tell me X, Y, Z? And I just feel like, for me, I didn't learn a lot of stuff. I, my family is not close. I, didn't, I don't have a big family or nothing like that. So I pretty much really just been going through life winging. Mm -hmm. And now here I am in my 30s, I got these kids, and I'm trying to teach them stuff that, I don't, even, I, don't, I don't even know this. I'm like, I, I barely know what I'm doing on my best day. I'm like, what am I doing? What's going on here? So I, what I hope to bring is just that teaching somebody what I didn't know just so they won't have to deal with things that I dealt with. Like my daughter is in the program. And um, she's like, yeah, I was receptive. And I'm like, girl, ain't nobody watching nothing I did. I was, you know, Max. like, you know how you think you get on the bike, you can go. My mom probably didn't know where we were where at. We was at. None of the day. Be home. She probably wasn't looking for it. <laughs> 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 I'm coming home. I'm the streetlights street lights come on. Baby I don't give a damn where you was at in the middle. My mom is not watching this and I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> what didn't care where we was going? She yeah. was at work. My mom is a nurse. 
So she worked at night. You got kids right here, bro. In their twenties to I was like ten, eleven, twelve. You ain't never at home because you always at work. We we did whatever. Our house was a kids' house. Wherever but you know what? Being overprotective could be something. I'm not so. Because my mom and daddy sorry, was overprotective, and I did but, some sissy shit. Low key. Because you felt like you had. Yeah, I did too. Or like even when I became an adult, I was experimenting with shit mm-hmm. that I did not have the chance to do as I was. Deep, but see. Me and my kids are cool, and everybody, you know, they're going to say, oh, you can't be your kid's friend. Uh, we, are, we cool, though, because I straight, I talk to my kids as if, uh, not as if I'm on a level, in a way that they can understand. I'm not, like, if I came on, I'm going to be like, oh, I got a crush on the boy. <laughs> but shy, okay, what make you think right. you like him? Yes, let's, yes. let's talk about It's a fine line. Between that, so I'm a mama when I need to be a mama, but I'm your friend when I need to be a friend because I would have never, me and my mama are best friends now. We talk about literally everything, but we wasn't like that growing up. Right. So my daughter mm-hmm. can come, she can come to me and be like, I feel like X, Y, and Z. And you know, people be like, you ain't never talk like that. And I be like, you know what? But people are always going to have something, something to say. To say like my son, yeah. like when I first had sex, I didn't tell a soul. Like my friends knew, but like my mama, I would never. But my son, he was like 13 and some old weird shit. It was real young. But, like, he told his daddy first, and then they took me to dinner to tell me. And it was, like, on the inside, like, nigga, what? What are you talking about? But I had to realize, like, I would rather know than not know. Right. I can help you. I can help you. That's the thing. Like, because I don't want you to, like, get no. Yeah, I don't want you to, like, get nobody pregnant Mm -hmm. and be scared to tell somebody. Or I don't want you to be, like, burning, itching, or no weird shit. And you not tell nobody. So people always tell me, you want to be his friend. I'd rather be his friend sometimes than not be. Because the shit that my son tell me, like, it floors me. Like, I cry some days. Like, why, nigga? Why did you just tell me that? But who else he gonna tell? Exactly. Somebody? You know, my, my 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 mom was the one that I couldn't tell stuff. Like my in my mama's eyes, I was supposed to be the angel. I couldn't do shit wrong. Baby. On my dad, my daddy, on the other hand, my daddy was the facilitator. <laughs> like if my, I, dad I, is hey, my dad, my dad was like, hey, so especially like before I started driving, my dad be like, you got a little friend, you got to I'll take her home because my dad was gonna ride around. <laughs> if she stayed down the street, my dad gonna go on the highway. Go halfway downtown, then come back, so I can do it. Have me a little fun in the back seat. You know, my dad. My dad was wow. that dude. Oh but my dad! Hey. But you I need that. Like my no, my dad. I mean, I was hey. in the car while nothing no. happened. Hey, the funniest <laughs> shit. The funniest shit. My my dad was very much the. I'm gonna make sure you do it right. Do, that's you know what I'm saying? Make sure you do it right. Do it regardless. Regardless. And I try to be that as a father. Like my teenage daughter, my. I remember when she was 16, she goes, Daddy, what is it like to smoke weed? And I said, well, I, I, you know, I'm like, well, how do I, how do I explain this? What like, do I say here? And I was just like, you know what? I'll smoke with you. I don't want you going. I said, if, you, if that's what you want to do, if you think that's something, you got your friends telling you, oh, you should smoke, don't smoke with them. Smoke with me. Just like her first, her, her, her mama, her mama don't drink. Her mama don't drink. So she was like, "Daddy, what alcohol tastes like?" I remember when I was, I was nine years old. My dad said, "I'm gonna teach you how to make me a drink." He showed me how to make it. He said, "Now sip it." 
That 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 crown. This was, it wasn't no apple or peach back then. That crown, Strong. that crown Disgusting. burned all the little baby chest hairs Whoa. I had. My husband did. And so drink moonshine as an adult. Exactly. He was trying to make us drink it on the on the ride. My daddy was an alcoholic, so he we'd go on road trip. He would never have nothing but beer moonshine and some you type of sniff gin. moonshine. So if he's drunk, we don't have no choice. <laughs> we gotta drink something. Mm-hmm. I didn't drink. I was like the only one of my friends who didn't start drinking until after I like on my twenty first birthday. You know, but it, but what uh, what it allowed for me is that my dad was able to say, "Hey, you know what? Talk to me," and it it allowed me, especially as I got older, everything I was going through, my dad had had already experienced it. Mm-hmm. So like some of the some of the like darkest the, places in my life, right? Like, it's the same going through, cycle. right? Going through it. I remember going through a divorce. My dad was like, "Hey, I've been there." He's like, this is what your life is going to be like. Your kids are now in the middle of this. He goes, oh, when 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 I when I met my wife, I was like, I told my dad. He said, all right, this is what this is how things going to change. That ex is going to start acting like this, you know. And and, and him kind of like being there to always so just walk me through. Yeah. Hell, you gotta have that I literally everything I've been through in my life, my dad has been through. Like even my heart attack. I had a heart attack at thirty five. When after having a heart attack at 35, my dad was like, well, hell, this is what, this is how your life changes after this. Mm-hmm. He's like, this is what your mind is. This is how, and I'm sitting there like, yeah, he, he's telling me everything that, how he, what he had been through. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, and I love that, that I, I'm the second, you know, I, I got his full name to be like, you know what, if I didn't have him, if I didn't have that person to kind of guide me, oh man, the shit I probably would have went through by myself. I don't, I don't know if I'd have made it, mm-hmm. you know, but that 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 having that source or that person you know a lot of people don't realize having a friend helps your mental health it's that accountability partner you know what i'm saying because i ain't gonna nico's my friend if i see nico doing wrong i'm gonna tell him like hey bro in the friendliest manners i'm gonna say hey you you, you ain't on your shit you know what i'm saying and it, it's that's what i'm supposed to but if i if i'm just letting them be like all right well, you fucking life up man. it's good i'll rock with you anyway my nigga. you know what i'm saying that, that that ain't that that's not that's not conducive to his mental health or mine. Because mm-hmm. if his demise, if he meets his demise over some shit that he did that I could have prevented, that then that's gonna eat me up. You know what I'm saying? So right. it, it, it's crazy. I, I want to ask y'all, how do you feel, like with the girls in the program and some of them having probably good backgrounds and or bad backgrounds? How do you feel? Uh, we as a community. Like how do these how did these girls come into the program thinking about mental mental health? Like were they aware of it or was it something that they were scared of? Is it something that this is like a tug of war between y'all and them? Well, uh, no, I, I think my bad. I, don't, I think we have some 
good girls. Some of them have things going on, but they're not resistant to leadership. They're very open. I think they must like Miss Christmas to me, but they're very open with her. They're very open with how they're feeling. They don't really hide their feelings. If they have questions, they're gonna ask them. So we have been very fortunate to not have to pull, like kind of pull anything out of them because they, they ready. It's like, we are right. We are exactly what they need when they need it right now because they feel in some type of way, probably not. You know, parents have a way of not really seeing certain, they see what they want to see. You know how you said you were the angel mm-hmm. and they might think they see it a certain way and they, have other things going on so we are what they need at the moment so they're very open to having the resources with them being aware of mental health um, after the brunch that we had Saturday I did say we need to have a a part 2 talk just to make them more aware because they were asking like what is depression but I was really surprised when the young girl asked, uh, has anybody thought about committing suicide? <clears throat> so, I mean, I guess they are aware of it, but to know that she has that thought at such a young age, mm-hmm. kids do go through stuff, and sometimes parents don't acknowledge that, but the weight that parents carry, the kids feel that shit. And it reflects in their behavior, you know, performance at school. So, their parents may be teaching them the right things, but you know you wasn't always listening to your mom and daddy. So, they do listen to me or Miss Angie more, sometimes more than their mom and daddy. So, we are where they need to be at this time. But I just feel when your mental health is whole and healthy, everything else will align. I 100% agree because you just you just overall feel better. Like when you put, like when people, you was talking about people and say, oh, depression, you can just get rid of that. I'm like, nah. And a lot of people not going to go. That's my first time hearing that train. Yeah, it's, rare, <laughs> it's rare that train comes out. I didn't even know it was a train. I was oh, like. Because it's a little yeah, industrial thing right Yeah, now. I was like, like damn, this train. I've been doing this the 98th episode. This is my <laughs> second time. I'm like, that shit loud in the mouth. It's right there, shit. But yeah, but a lot of, I mean, it's dope that they got y'all because when people don't feel comfortable with their parents, and now, hell, a lot of the kids' parents be young as hell. Mm -hmm. So they still trying to figure out their own life Mm -hmm. while helping you now. Like, hey, I got an 11-year-old. Luckily, I just don't, my son, I've never, his emotions, he's pretty good at controlling it. If he ever go through some, it's rare he's going to display it. Mm-hmm. And I always tell him, like, it's been one time he'd do something, he'd be about to cry. And I caught myself one time, I was just like, man, and I was like, no. If you're going to cry, cry. But I'm like, this whole sitting around going, <laughs> I'm like, we're not going to do the whimper and shit. I'm like, bro, if you're going to cry, just get that shit out. Let it out, scream, go in your room, scream in the pillow, cry. Because he did, like, he did some shit, jumped off something, hurt himself, which it was all self-inflicted. But he tried yeah, the train to crash. Like, right. What the fuck was that? The train to crash. <laughs> well, I'm never fucking on But it's just like, it's just good to be able to have people. Like you got, yeah. like you said, you always, I had that talk with Sean Mama. I'm like, hey, so, you know, I'll smoke weed. Like, who you smoke weed? I'm like, what if he get to that age and he want to smoke weed? Like, what you going to do? Because I'm like, I'm going to tell you. If he tell me, I'm going to call his uncle and we're going to smoke. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you, 
that's gonna be the last time niggas wanna smoke until <laughs> they get grown. Because I'm gonna make sure. Because regardless, if you tell them no, they're they gonna, gonna do it. it. That's why I was like with that with, with mine. I was like I'd much rather be the one because I can control your high. I can control your intake. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with with, with alcohol. I can be like, all right, there's two shots. All right, you want another one? And by the time, hey, if if you get pissy drunk, you pass out. You're here. You're here with me. I got you. You know what I'm saying? I know what to watch for because I've been there. People be lacing shit. I don't want you to exactly. buy. Exactly. Especially you buying weed with kids who may not know how to buy weed for real. I'm like, nigga, I know how to do this. Yeah. So I'm going to go get you some weed that I trust mm -hmm. from somebody that I need I to trust. get it with. Whether I go get it, whether we get it from somebody or I got to go to the dispensary because I want your first time to be whatever it is. Yeah. I'm going to make sure you go because, like, it's always you going to do it. Like, I never had them talks with my dad. Like, I'll be telling my girl got two boys and I got a son. It gets to the time, like, later in life, I'm like, I'll be the one to have to have them talks. Mm -hmm. Like, my daddy ain't give me them talks. He just knew I was out here doing shit. Mm -hmm. But he never told him. Like, I don't, he don't call kind of rappers in the car. He don't say shit. He just gonna put it in the middle of my bed. I'll walk in the room and just be like, the fuck? <laughs> and then he'll, he'll come around later like, you know I found that. I'm like, nah. But, but you know what that was? Down. You know what that was? That was Deacon Martin right there. Yeah, no, no. That was Deacon. That was, that no, was was oh, that was before Deacon? He didn't become Deacon. First of all, my dad was like a Deacon for like a week and a possible. <laughs> it didn't last that long. <laughs> but it was just like, that was, that was way, because he didn't do that until I like, went off to college. But it was just like, I'm your daddy. Like, I got you because I know you, because he knew what he was doing at that age. Yeah. He done told me the stories like, bro, I was out here. Like, he was you doing know, that shit. And that's the thing. I think if more parents thought like that, though, like these, like for me, my mama, was, and I knew the lady was a, a hot ass mess, but her perception to me was, you don't do this and don't do this, which made me do all the shit anyway. My son turned 18 in August last year. He went to like Miami and he was everywhere. His daddy went to Miami with them. He met us in Dallas. The little boy, this is a a, a, a scholar, like he blew, he's the, that, that guy. That baby was so goddamn drunk, but he was with his daddy half of it and me the next half. He came home and was like, I don't even want to smell a drink again. You know what I'm saying? Our thing was, we, we are not his friend. We are his parents. But the reality, like y'all said, he gonna do the shit anyway. Yep. He's gonna yep. do it anyway. So let you be with us and we safe. You know, we know where you at. If anything do go wrong, we got you. My mama, that whole mentality of just don't do it, that she shit make me yeah. want to turn up more. Like, oh, okay. yeah. so this is fun. Right. Like, exactly. Let me, let me see what you're in. Exactly. Don't be out here having sex. Then you come across a damn movie. I'm like, this how this shit This shit look right. fun. I'm trying to get the hunch. This shit is fun. And then I also wanted to say, um, just to Chris, like I said, I did speak at one of their events this weekend. And like, what you guys offer for those kids, I have, I mean, it's, it's, it was dope to see the kids. Do anybody hear that at my house? No, I, I heard that? it. I started to tune out all the noises in here. I was looking I'm like, what is it? Okay. Hey. Episode almost over, y'all. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sitting like, there like, the we, we've never had all these random all these ass noises. sound effects. But, like, what y'all offer to those kids, you know, is amazing. Like I told you, I knew several of the kids because I knew their parents from Facebook. And, like, the safe space that y'all provide for those kids, I have no doubt that some of the conversations that we had, they wouldn't have felt comfortable, you know, having with their mothers. Mm -hmm. So, like, what they 
do like to see it in action is super dope. You know, it's it's super duper dope. Like the the suicide comment, I can't see her saying that to a mother. You know, right. because it's a whole that different level of scrutiny. To talk it, to a it is. And I as, a, as a parent, you she, hear that. What that's she coming. said, she said she didn't want to say it. What she didn't do it because she didn't want to cause nobody. pain. Which is true, but you you causing internal pain, keeping your pain bottled up because you can't. She worried about somebody pain. else, yeah. though. So I was happy that she did say it at the brunch. Yeah. Their program is hella dope. It's so, dope. so what's next for the program? Like, what, like what, where, where, what direction is bridging the gap going in? Well, so fostering foundation sadly is <clears throat> going to the wayside, and so bridging the gap will become a nonprofit. I'm going to turn it into a non-profit before the end of the year. That's mm. my uh, New Year's resolution. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so then we're going to uh, transfer the 501c3 to Bridging the Gap. And so right now we're located at Church of the Living God. It's a church in Coo Valley. But, and I'm very grateful for Church of the Living God. But we are looking for our own building. Okay. So we okay. want to get a building, mm-hmm. partner with a therapist. The um, lady that was there, she did say she wanted to work with so a girl. So hopefully she'll she partner with her. Yeah, me too. I was like, man, I need to change my therapist. I want to call her I my damn self. Like, the lady was amazing. What was her name? Gabrielle Fowler. Doker. But she's only a child person. Oh, man. She did say that. You're a little too old. You're a child at heart. Right. You're a Toys R Us kid. I am pretty childish sometimes. Hey, I'm, I'm a toy, I'm a Toys R Us kid. I tell I tell my kids all the time, shit. I ain't never grow up. What you say? I always say I don't know, I don't know how I became a parent. I'm one of the most childish parents. I'm still all I gotta be telling my kid, I'm like, hey bro, you gotta deal with me before you I'm like, you ain't he'll never have to be worried about kids talking about him because he gotta go through me first. Hey, I just walk past the room like, boy, I'm finna heat your little ass. No Listen, my son is so much more mature than me. Like oh, with his incident more. last weekend, he like, Mama, you gotta grow up. I don't want to grow up. Like Mama wants okay. to smoke. Like right. my kid is so much more that mature than I am. Girl, that little boy be like, you gotta relax, Shamara. You gotta calm down. I be like, oh. I work with kids, and I said I, I'm right where I need to be at because I act hey. just like that. Yeah. Wait, look, baby, I'm working. They're setting their mind already. That's what it you is. Can, oh, when Mama became a social worker, he was like, Do you want to do the adult side? I'm like, What does some 45-year-old addict want to hear from a 24-year-old fresh out of college. Like, they don't want to hear the shit I'm yeah. talking about. You cannot relate. Tell you, nor am I going to like, I'm not going to really care about your system and like your situation <laughs> as I would one of these kids because true. I can do something positive. So this kid could go from fucked up mm-hmm. to like, man, I was kicking it with Mr. Alexander for two years. He may not be around no more, but whatever he taught and instilled in me, my life changed completely. A grown person, y'all fix your life, nigga. That's like, I ain't not out. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I flam my. That's probably what's made me a, a, a great teacher, is that hey, seven, 17 <laughs> years of flaming kids every day when they walk down the hall. The, the kids they come into school, they be with their ripped jeans every day. They walk down, the hall, hey man, your, your knee ashy. They be like, no, it's not. Yes, it is. I'll just be standing at the door. Every kid that walk in, got, I got one joke for y'all every day, per every child that walks in, and whoever flame me back. If you say something, make me laugh. You ain't got to do none of the work. Shit, nah, I still get that work. Crib studying material, right? Because I'm cooking your ass 
every day. I, I got to give it to my students this year. They laugh at my dad jokes, and that, that makes me feel special. Shout out to them. That, shout out. Hey, you know, that makes you feel special when they laugh at dad jokes. Because my, my jokes had to transition over time. It used to be I, my, my jokes was, I'm flaming you. I'm coming for your neck. Now it's like it's a random corny ass yeah. joke, and they be like, "Oh, that's funny." I'm like, "That's why you know what? I'm gonna grade this a little easy. I know that. I know you know. I know it's supposed to be a comma there. I'm gonna put it there for you. Look at this right there. Shout out to the dad jokes. Hey, got something popping with that soon. So, how can listeners and viewers? How can our listeners, listeners and viewers, find information about YouTube and bridging the gap? Anybody. Right. <laughs> right. Either one of y'all. Like, I, I could uh, say our Facebook group and my website in the comments. So you like you could do that, or you could say it. We have an at home oh, producer it's who. Bridging the gap. Make sure you put the G period A period. Yeah, that's one way yeah. to do it. For the uh, group. Okay. And then uh, Nico, he did put the website on the post. All right. So in there, so if y'all if y'all uh, go on the stream. But see, platform. with the website, I'm like, oh, he put the website on the post. It's getting updated right now because, like I said, Foster and Foundation is going away, okay. and we're trying to revamp it to bridging the gap. But you can go online and see what Foster and Foundation's doing, or okay. did because they do wonderful things. Whatever Absolutely. you do, get it. I, I believe I am able like to go back and alter the edits for it to update on all the platforms mm-hmm. because on the back end, when this when the episode's over with, it goes on twenty six different streaming platforms. We put all the info in. Uh, and make sure that people can just watch it. They can just click and go see everything that you're doing. So I made sure yeah. to add the group as well. Yeah, so uh, she, she just put it there. Yeah, we got an at-home producer. Shout out to her. She makes sure we get the best of what we can. It's a lot of shit going on outside. Hey, really hey after, tor- after Tornado <laughs> Weekend, I'm just like, going on out there? the past, Terminator is outside. That's what everybody that had to deal with that tornado. Oh my yeah. I was out of town when it happened, but it happened on Illinois. So I was like, man, don't let me Shout out, shout out. Want to send my condolences to Aaron and Anitra Cole, who lost their nephew uh, yeah. in the uh, in the Amazon um, mm. uh, tor- in the tornado that hit the Amazon building. Uh, I I just remember that uh, that they lost their nephew, and to all the other people that lost, hell, Kentucky lost like what seventy some people, like seventy nine people died. You know, that, that, I know that that's, that's crazy. It, it's hard. You know, when 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 somebody loses life on like a violent thing, you're like ah that. It's fucked up. You could be mad at somebody, but it's hard to be mad at like a natural Nature. disaster. You're like, Damn, bro. Amazon though. First of all, the order, that text a- message. Amazon would have. If you would have told me if I leave, I lose my job. I would have said, "Nigga, fuck you." Right. And walked out Amazon. because had y'all y'all knew about this storm potentially coming. I understand it's holiday. We gotta get them packages out. But I read one from a driver. And it was yeah. just like, nah, stay on the road, like nigga. So the tornado picked this big ass shit up, and I'm in it. These packages still not going to get delivered. Facts. So I would have went to the crib. Y'all can fire me all you want to. I'll bring your truck back in the morning. Yeah. But I'm not going to. The only thing that benefited him was they told him, don't come back to that building. Mm-hmm. And he was able to still, like, make it. But a lot of people were just told, oh, you'll lose your job if you leave. I'm like, but, but then that, you'll hit somebody and say, well, they can't force you. But I'm like, you putting that ultimatum on somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't have the ability. To, some people can't just go. Find another job. This may have been the highest paying job they ever had. But you know that 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 was the thing that the, pa- the pandemic exposed. You know all the people that was like, "Well, here's your ultimatum: which one you want to do?" And I, I really think that the pandemic is showing people that companies don't give a damn about you. I mean, we all know. And it proved it for sure. It do, it don't matter what field you in. 
I tell all my teacher friends, take your days. Don't mm-hmm. when I see teachers and they got sixty and seventy sick days, you stupid. I'll be like, you stupid. That yeah. Hell, do you know certain certain jobs certain jobs don't even allow you to like donate. Like, like if I got 26, 26 days and then you get sick, like I should be able to be like, shit, I ain't gonna use them. Here you go. It's a lot of jobs. Be like, no, nah, we can't do that. We don't want to pay him for not being. Right. I'm like, but my job is one of them jobs. I got like, and I didn't. I've only been there for a year and like some months. I didn't learn until October that if we don't use it, we lose it. Mm-hmm. I got like three hundred some odd hours. I Sheesh. never call off. Sheesh. I never take. Because I, I work from home. So in my mind, like, if I got to go to the doctor, Ooh. I go and come back. And like, I never take off. I am giving them people back 300 hours. Nah, see, this year. I, I tell them. I didn't, I mean, week. like, I didn't. I'd have been like this. I'm off, I'm off for the rest of the year. I got days off, like, next week, but I still can't use 300. Time. Do the math. I would have been gone. 40 yep. hours a week. I'm like, look, uh, for the next couple weeks i will not be here still i'm doing my shit straight through you know you know what's funny last i'm at a new school district this year last year i had i had a principal who was a bruh so he never really put my sick days in so i was i went on a whole cruise never put a day in that i was that i missed so i'm sitting there like all right i'm leaving i'm going to the uh i'm going to a new school district hr i was cool with one of the people in hr she peeped how many days I had put in the system. And I was like, she's like, hey, you realize you took off every Thursday and Friday for like the next two months? Mm-hmm. And you put them in like in advance. Like, how you know you're going to be sick in six weeks? <laughs> and I was just like, and she, call, my time. and she called me and she was like, you leaving, ain't you? I was like, yeah. She was like, hey, but you got to use that time because your job give you these hours and then be like, well, we we don't want you. We're going to suffer. We're going to suffer when you're gone. No, they're not. Exactly. It is above me now. We'll be short staff. I'm like, well, damn, y'all should have hired a couple more niggas. Hey, I tell them, hey, substitute teachers, if you a substitute and you need a consistent, especially during football season, you need consistent money. Call me. I take off at least once a week during football season because I'm going to games. I hate you, dude. Bro, I'm serious. I took. Do you know I took? I went to I seven like games this year. Kids. I was out of. I, the, it got to the point. The kids was like, "You here on a Friday? What?" I, they asked me. They asked me today. You gonna be here this Friday? Yeah, I ain't got nowhere else to go. Yeah. They're like, "Damn, like you." We always knew that Friday was like your off day. Like you ain't never been here on a Friday. Use your days. Use your days not. Because also when you're using those days, you're replenishing yourself. You're getting your mental that health together. True. You taking time for yourself, man. It, it's you better do it. Well, I have a day I'm not, I'm not gonna be there. I'm not, <laughs> look, on right. my mama, I'm like, listen, I'm not. I used to wake okay, up. I had Trayden Burr. You could call a voicemail. I knew they was blue. I was like, I start off every voicemail. <laughs> it's Alexander. Boy. Boy, he, voice regular is healthy. <laughs> It's your boy Alexander. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna be in today. I holler at y'all in a couple days. Uh, listen, I'm like, man, fuck y'all because y'all will replace me yep. as soon no as y'all fire me. The moment I tell people, the moment you, the moment you get sick, I, when I had my heart attack I, at that school, you know what school I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. When I had a heart attack, my principal texts me while I was still in the hospital, like, hey, when you coming back, <laughs> nigga? I am still in the hospital. I ain't even been released yet. You know, and so it was because it, it was at that point where it was like, "Hey, this is where this is where we 
you gotta focus on you because the the day you die. They're not gonna rename your your office space or your oh, classroom no, after they you. They're gonna put. They're literally gonna. If, if, if that, they're literally going to put your job post it that day. Okay. Like yo, you ain't even cold yet. <laughs> they have it already on there, like, like they already got it ready. They're like, her he ain't breathing. Like, so at this point we gotta we we can't let you leave without having some fun well can i before go we ahead go that, ahead go just ahead. really really quick um i just want to do a super duper short shout out to my friend antoine love yeah um we bury him tomorrow there has never been a person that I have ever met that nobody has anything bad to say about. Like, I met Antoine maybe 12, 13 years ago, and he's an asshole. Let's be clear. Dude is the biggest asshole you will ever fucking meet. But he was just so dope. And so just condolences to everybody that is suffering. Like, this was truly one of those, like, you fucked the city up with this. Like, everybody... Loved him like we had a pop up shop Saturday, Sunday, and we held his table because he never misses our shops. And like people were literally coming to the pop up shop just to stand at his table and cry. So, like, shout out to his wife and his babies. And tomorrow is going to be really, really hard for a lot of us. And so, I just wanted to just give him the acknowledgement of we love you, we miss you so fucking much. Like, of all the niggas that could no longer be here with us how dare god take this particular person um so i just wanted to give acknowledgement to my friend i learned so much just by looking clicking on people's pages and everything and i had i had seen this shirt before i had seen like the the love shirts before and i uh you know i didn't i didn't i didn't know him personally but the shirt, the shirts was dope, man. I, I, from what I see on social media, we lost a good one. Yeah, Show your legacy did. by people can speak on you after your time is up. Yeah, yeah. and I saw not every post, every two, three posts. If you I got saw. anything bad to say about him, you wasn't shit but a hater. Like Antoine was an amazing father, husband, friend. Like he was truly one of the good ones that was taken from us way, way, way too soon, way too soon. So. Yes, sir. All right. Well, I, I think we should take a commercial break. Then we do the rapid fire. Okay, cool. Real quick, quick, we'll just play a little of my favorite person. Choice of lawyers and important decisions should not be based solely upon advertisements. You get in the wreck and you just need somebody. Time is all over your body. Oh, I know somebody. If you need some answers, a time around. I'm attorney Robert White, and if you want real answers to your car wreck questions and real help with your car wreck problems, call me at 314 or 618 I Got You. Or visit us online at igotyou.net. Harvest Free Rex, the page posted for Turner Rock White. Ain't a better feeling in the world when you got someone to truly understand. He'll never leave you in the dark, cause he's sticking to the plan. Yeah, he's a man. 
Shout out to Attorney Roderick White and the law offices of Attorney Roderick C. White. Our wonderful sponsor here at Epic Edition Moore. And then we have Rapid Fire. Rapid Fire. So, so I'll let him explain how you two would play the game. So you should be. You should be. <laughs> so Rapid Fire, I'm going to throw a question your way. We don't want you to think about it. We want the first thing that comes to your mind. We want the first answer. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be shy. Okay. Lucky for y'all, I ain't really super changed these up from the last one because sometimes I'll change them per episode. Yeah. I'll find whatever I can to say. But, dream job. <laughs> dream job. I'm a singer. Mm, me just a rich nigga at home. Favorite food? Mm-hmm. If you had one wish, what would it be? To be rich. Be able to be a mind reader. Mm. Oh, well, you want to you be an X-Men? Niggas be digging some wild shit. You be oh, right. What was that movie? Yeah. Every, every time a dude walk past, you can hear heard, niggas' thoughts. Yeah, that's what I want to do. I'll be walking past like, oh, you nasty little motherfucker. That's because I'm nosy. Favorite song? Right now? Or ever? Oh my God, Ari Lennox. How old are you? Hold up, hold up. I love Whitney Houston. She knows what I experience. First of all, the greatest love of all was like traumatizing to my entire generation. I'll be 40 next year. They made us sing that at every Christmas program, everything, every graduation. It was I Believe I Can Fly before I Believe I Can Fly. Ooh, I got the I Believe I Can Fly area. I graduated from kindergarten. They walked out to it. I said, I believe I can fly. Ain't nobody else came up with a new inspiration for that song, man. I wish I would. Oh, that's still. Okay, see, R. Kelly, you wild. Nigga, fuck you. Niggas can't even walk to I Believe I Can Fly no more. Man, I had to take shit off. I was in the state and this shit came off. Morally wrong, <laughs> song. I don't know what you're talking about, man. Favorite movie? Baps. Baps. Yeah. Poetic justice. Toxic. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey! I'll tell you right now. If you if somebody say poetic justice or Jason's lyric as their favorite movie, Wait, you're toxic. You're toxic. You there? <laughs> it, it is something about you that says niggas want to fight after this like you you believe in some dude just going through some type of pain and that's love nah like both of them right you're gonna be shit out of luck with me and what's your favorite what's your favorite movie of the week your favorite movie this week oh what's your favorite movie because it might change my favorite Soul Man. Soul Man is my favorite movie. And then my favorite, like, movie that never really went nowhere, Prison Song. What? Was there really? Q-Tip. Prison Song. It's called Prison Song. It was a BET movie. It had Q-Tip, Fat Joe, Mary J. Blige was the mama in the movie. The movie, I didn't even know I needed it on DVD. I had a motherfucker, like, bootleg that shit on DVD. I watched that motherfucker till it didn't work no more. Like, I don't know what made me like that movie. It was just because it was like, that's the only type of movie that had like that musical vibe to it. But I fuck because I hate musicals. I'm talking about I love That's why I didn't watch Empire. I liked it at first, and they started singing too goddamn much. And I'm like, y'all tweaking me with this shit. 
stop going from a regular combo and that nigga just start rapping. Like, that's weird as hell. That's like when you be with your homeboys and you know the one nigga you don't want to drink. This nigga just gonna start freestyle. Yeah. And I'll be like, bro, shut the fuck up. I had a nigga do that to me in a party. He came up to me in Chicago. He was rapping for hours. And I'm like, all right, bro, that's cool. He was like, yeah, man, my name is such and such and such and such. I heard you was a music producer. And I'm like, bro, who lied to you? I live next door in the other dorm. I'm a regular nigga that go to school. My school don't even teach music. But I hope somebody signed you. <laughs> Hopefully today, I don't know who you is, brother, but I hope you signed. He probably one of them Chicago hood rapping niggas. I don't know. Probably like, he probably was Chief Keith, but I didn't even remember who it was. But shout out to that nigga. Hopefully he made it and he's still alive doing this thing. Man, uh, let's see. Favorite movie for me? Um, damn it. Uh, I'm going to just always rock with School Days. School Days is the one movie besides Friday that I can say word for word the whole damn movie without watching it. You thought I wrote You know what I'm School Days? It, see, like for me. I just watched Life earlier today. Like, I ain't seen it 5,000 times. You know what's crazy? I like I, That's one thing I love about teaching is being able to use, like, movies and shit. Like, Telling my students about bootlegging and, and, and Al Capone, you know, organized crime is in the 1920s. So telling them like, "Hey, y'all know life, right?" They were like, "Yeah, they were bootleggers. Like they made them bootleg as a way of, you know, to pay that debt." And so, yeah, but but yeah, it's always gonna be school days. Went to jail for that shit for fucking life. For life. They should have shot that nigga as soon as he picked him up at the goddamn train station. That's another story. But. We got a shout out to our wonderful guests for cooking it with us. Yeah. It's late, we all sleepy. Y'all been tired, I'm kind of hungry. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna get no food or not, but I ain't. Y'all make sure y'all tap in next week. I got another, this is her third time. Second time by herself. Mm. Second time she came with her other doula sisters as they have a, I don't know if it's a, it's a, it's a real STL news thing. I don't know if it's a podcast as well, but it's called The Doula Report. Mm-hmm. Where they do just kind of talk about that, and she really, I love them. Like, yeah, really? all of they don't. You, you charity know, doula bean. You have a charity already? Yeah, she'll be here again. You know, uh, Manny, Manny's wife is a is, is a doula. She just became like she just became a doula. KB sister. Yeah. Matter of fact, she I did she, uh, charity. Actually, gave my first time ever hosting something. Um, I did her. She does a community baby shower in Granite City. I think it was in that area, but she asked me like, pay me to host it, and I just I was like, bro. I know how to talk this, but I'm like, I ain't never had to entertain a room full of people. Mm-hmm. And then it's not like we in a club or something. I'm at a community baby shower. I'm like, <laughs> what can I do? I can't get in here cursing because there's kids in here. But I actually had a wonderful time. I got to just kind of walk around, talk about the different vendors, kind of talk a little shit while being entertaining and not cursing and all of that. But I ain't call nobody ashy ass. You like, should have. Yeah, oh I'll say ashy self. At the baby shower. Shit, you know how much baby lotion is in that motherfucker? They told me I had to keep it a little PG because the babies was in there. Yeah. I said, can I say ashy butt? Like, but no, it didn't give the same ring. You got to say the ass. <laughs> but um, I had a blast. She going to come and talk about a lot she got going on. Like, she got her own building. Like, over on the, um, in, I think it's in Belleville. Mm. Like, she she been doing it up. And there's some laws that's possibly going to change real soon in Illinois. And once that implements she made that shit happen. Dope. Like, she made that shit happen, and she takes on that doula job and that role. Serious, I feel like, because I never heard of that stuff until I got older. First person I ever heard about doula was Eric Badu. Me too. Like, and then I was like, oh, I don't get it. Then Charity was the first person I knew personally. They the ones who actually, if 
became a meal when the doula is yeah. when the doula requests. Yeah, and it's, it's dope because this shit should really like be pivotal in our community. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. I thought once I heard, I thought this a, a black woman thing, like only black women with doulas and all this. It's, it's male doulas. Mm-hmm. It's different types of doulas. They got the birthing doula. They got like the ones who deal with like the menstrual cycle doulas. You have grief really? grief doulas. Like huh. I didn't I didn't realize how deep it got. And she was telling me all about it, like, yeah, we got different stages. Some people just come in for this portion of it. Some people actually walk you through your birth, and it's like a midwife. It's like some people show up when you, like, the loss of a child. Mm. I'm your grief doula. I help you get through that, help you process what you're going through right now. So we're going to get to dive in and kick with her. We always have a great time when she come on here. She's going to give us some jewels about the doula community and what she got going per usual, as well as with the doula report. So y'all make sure y'all ask she asses. Tap into that. I'm gonna say one thing. We two weeks away from the hundo. We I'm two weeks to away. Somebody now. We we'll go figure out this catering uh, service. We going in the group. Probably won't have one here. It's gonna but, be bottles. But I'm, I'm telling anybody, is you can bring on. Which, but you can just pop up. We just okay, say. Um, if we do have them, it'll be I think they're called gourmet soul. Oh yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. So my one of my. Uh, Brothers, I came in and basically he's really like this his family. Yeah. He really tied in with them, so we working out. That's with them. Yeah, Curtis. Yeah, yeah. To work out some of the matter of fact, I was just texting, so we're gonna talk about an hour, kind of figuring out how that's going, so I can tell them what to actually get. Let's make it happen, y'all. Y'all pull up. Everybody's invited. I was you, it, it's, yeah, yeah. It's on up. Wednesday. It's the twenty ninth. Yep. So that, it's the last Wednesday of the month. We just tell everybody, put some clothes on. Like, yeah. I'm gonna wear a suit. Yeah, we're gonna, we gonna be in a suit. Like we coming to kick at our guest. For those Jesus who don't know him. about his new name, which is Zeus Rebel Waters. What? His name was Zeus Rebel Rucka Waters. That's oh. what everybody does. Oh, okay. Us. So his new name, stage name is Zeus Rebel Waters. But Jizz you know. gonna have a push-up bra. <laughs> I mean, Jizz don't really need a push-up bra. These things be fanging by themselves. Okay. Be clear. Okay. 40F good lift, naturally. Go ahead. Pump the titties. Go ahead. Like the transition. That's how you segue your way out. But uh, yeah, as always, man, make sure y'all tap in. Catch us on ethnicishamore.com. Spreaker is our main source. That's how we outsource to everybody. You want my city, my music.com. Or if you can't catch it live, which the streaming, which is on YouTube, youtube.com backslash ethnicishamore. Um, you can listen on like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, iHeart. 50 left mother ones. I don't know the names, but I know we on there because I stood up one night and checked all that mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. And so we're there. That's how I think people in other countries are listening to us. Shout out to Switzerland, Switzerland, which is our top country outside of the U.S. And the U.K. too. You UK can't, we can't. Mm-hmm. UK Argentina fuck fucks with us. India. Yeah. Japan. Mm-hmm. Tokyo. Like, they, they, that's how Japan is. Like, they fucking with us over there, so I need to check them. Yeah, we got to I wasn't about to switch some callers. I don't know what time. I doubt y'all listen live because I don't really live. Don't we don't really. We Somebody don't. from Switzerland, email us. Yeah, uh, email me, man. Email us and let us know what y'all yeah, think, man. I ain't. I do it off the air. Um, <laughs> sometimes you got to be centrally, you know, culturally centrally. You know, I got a lot of jokes for everybody, shit. But man, make sure you tap in. That's episode ninety nine next week. It's your boy Nico the Great. It's the past master. And it's your favorite motherfucking big jizz. And we out this thing.
planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Can you read? It's a ethnic issue more TV with your ass she ass.